following takes place between 8 a.m. and 9 a.m. Are you a homeowner who is dangerous with tools? Do you start a project and never finish it? Because no. frustration sets in. Do you think maybe you should have called a professional? Break it down. Well, look no further. Image Home Improvement is now live from the Star Worldwide Networks Tower. And now, remodeling contractor, TV personality, and your host for Image Home Improvement, Steve Dubell. You know, I hate I hate when people start moving furniture around. I thought you were playing musical chairs there, Steve. I'm telling you. I'm telling you. We're going to have to have the feng shui specialist come in here and check this place out. Somebody's been messing with the furniture. I don't know who it is. Who moved my chair? I don't know. A chair. Something. It, 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 you know, it almost feels like... Uh, every, like everything's out of sync. You know, it just doesn't, doesn't feel... Like it should. We'll have to work on that. Hey, I've been that way since uh, last year for a couple of years We're now. not talking uh-huh. about you, Dan. I mean, <laughs> we know that you're out of sync already. I know. I know. You're out of sync every Saturday morning, especially around 930. All right. We want to welcome everybody. You're listening to Image Home Improvement Live, and we're out of sync, but we're on target. It all started with that today. stupid event down the road, whatever that oh thing is. Oh, my God. You know, it's, it's amazing. And they didn't even advertise it this year. I you didn't know, see anything. You know, it's amazing how things change, and they have the, these events every year. I mean, Parada del Sol is a, is a yearly event that happens in Scottsdale right here in the Valley of the Sun. And then I, this morning, you know, Saturday morning getting ready, I, I heard there were traffic stuff on I-10, like Dan experience coming in from the West Valley. I-10 and 202 right? and 303. But, but and- nothing, nothing, <laughs> nothing about, Steve, Dan, you need to go around if you're going to Panera Bread. Yeah, if you're if you're gonna go to your coffee shop, can't get there from here. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> you know, and and no Valentine's Day cookies for Blade. They were out of them. We checked. They didn't no. even have them. They didn't even have them. We were thinking of you, buddy. Wow. Yeah. Well, it's a thought that counts. I, I appreciate. You know, that. but the one oh. thing I told Dan last night, we were talking about it last night, and I said, you know, we don't want to add to Blade's sugar count. <laughs> by 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 bringing him like tons and tons of cookies. Yeah. yeah. See, you look like me. Yeah. <laughs> Well-rounded. Adult onset diabetes. I'm going to get it anyway, so don't worry about it. Don't worry about it. I'll get it's, it. It's programmed in our food. Oh, yeah. Well, yeah, that's right. Yeah, it's amazing. It's amazing. <clears throat> but then you, then you look at my truck. I've got the hearts on the truck. Mm, I, I tried not to notice. Thank God there's, thank God there's no Valentine's antlers. I tried antlers. not to notice. Oh, mm-hmm. yes. Thank God there's no antlers for Valentine's Day, but he's got hearts on there. <laughs> Uh huh. Okay. You know, he's like Dr. Dan, the love specialist, the love home, improve, home improvement specialist, inspector. doctors in the house. How many, how many, we always make fun of him. How many letters does he have after his name? It's I mean, Dan soup, Hayden, Dr. Dan, with all kinds of, you know, letters after his name. I can't even get, I can't even get any after my name. It's a long, sordid life I've lived. <laughs> what do you mean, like LLC, MD, no, no, PhD? Like, like, well, you know, like like yeah. like like different designers. They have all these. They designer like you know, uh, like C H I G R I stuff like that. All, all that, that kind of stuff. stuff. It's like you know, you've got all these subtitles. I'm like, just who are you? Who are, who is this person? You know, I mean, come on. All right, we've got a great show planned for you today. You know, one of the things that we're getting ready and, you know, we've been talking about um, January was our organizational month. You know, we're into February now. We're talking about getting your home ready for your spring remodel. But there are other things that you need to consider that you need to know about um, 
which are, as they say, as well, there's no other way to put it, that are toxic to your life, that oh, yes. are living with you in your home. And uh, we're going to get into... And we're not talking about the mother-in-law. That's right. <laughs> that's right. We're going to talk to you about how to avoid the, the toxic building products in your home today. And we've got... Uh, Actually, Dan, we've got a product and building materials red list that things that we're going to we can touch on that we're going to have our uh, listeners beware to make sure that these things are not affecting you. You know, a lot of times that Dan Dan knows this and I know Mm -hmm. this, too, but Dan's more susceptible is is a lot of the different toxins that are in a home are unseen. Mm-hmm. And these things are causing detrimental health problems to yourself. And, you know, the last thing you want to know is that, you know, you're living in a home and you think, well, you know, my home's safe. How could my home be affecting my health? And a lot more people are are feeling that, I guess, because of our society, how we've been evolving with different products and things. I mean, they may be the greatest thing since sliced bread in the Plus, way Plus, we've tightened up our homes yes. to save energy, which means a lot of the of these toxins aren't getting out. There's not enough air exchange now. And we'll have to talk about that as, you know, as the toxins come by list, we'll talk about the ones that can't escape the house. That's right. That's right. I've learned that here at IHIU is that exchange, that word exchange is a big word. Right. It is. It is. You've got to make sure you've got proper airflow and a lot of things happening. There's a lot of different things that the average homeowner doesn't know about. And if you're suffering maybe from something chronic and you never thought that something in your home could be making you sick, well, then maybe it's time to get, like Dan does, a healthy home check because right. you've got to go back and check these things out. If you don't know what to look for, you'll, you, know, you, won't, you won't know. You won't be aware that these things could be affecting you. And, you know, um, we're going to be talking about a lot of these different top, to- topical things to make sure that you get your home, um, get these things out of your home. If you have them in there or use them very sporadically to make sure that you don't affect it or get something that's going to do the job for you, but not toxic. I mean, that's one of the things that you've got to make sure. Don't use anything in your home that's going to make you ill or maybe even if you think it's making you ill, it probably is. You know, that inner that inner voice that says, "Mm, I shouldn't have this in my home. You know, get rid of it. (laughs) If it smells like a rat. It no. is. Yes, exactly right. And in our second hour, we're going to have our good friend Michael Himmelfarb from Global Prevention Services is going to be checking in with us. And um, he is our bold specialist. And we're going to be talking a little bit about that four-letter word, as we always like to say, uh, that no one wants to have in their home. Yeah. Because that's good, just going to be, you know. And plus, plus, the last thing the insurance companies for your home want to hear is that you have that four-letter word because they're going to they're gonna turn around and run for the hills. I mean, I've had literally had people turn around and tell me that they didn't want to report, report it because their damage because of what the insurance company was going to do. Cause and what it will affect their homes when they go to sell, too. Yeah, absolutely. It's definitely, you know, if you get what they call a clue report that comes up positive on the house, it's real tough. You have to show all sorts of documentation you have to have. The, you know, the job done, you have to go ahead and have everything done. Industrial hygienist certification sign off that the house is now, you know, livable. It, it, it's really a painful process. It's, it's exactly <laughs> right. It's exactly right. So you want to make sure that you've got um, the knowledge to actually deal with these issues. So we want to make sure that you have 
all that today. And if you have any questions at all, make sure you give us a call at 480-421-0640, 480-421-0640. Or if you think that you would like us to come out and take a look at your home, if you think you have a problem with something could be toxic in your home, give us a call at that number, as well as you could always email us at steve at imagehomeimprovement.com. What's a good classic toxin? A classic toxin? toxin. Formaldehyde. Yeah. Well, they used well, it in a lot of products in a lot of homes and a lot of insulation. In these older homes, it really could have a background of formaldehyde that still off-gasses 20 to 40 years later. That stuff is just, it preserves real good, whatever it gets around. But it's the the uh, airborne compounds that come from it that make you sick. Because remember that uh, big scandal we talked about on the radio about that wood flooring coming from China that had formaldehyde in it. They were just putting formaldehyde uh, right at their feet, walking on it, breathing it, and was making people sick. Why? Because it was a good expander of the glue to be able to make glue cheap and spread farther. Ah, Wow. Right. It's, a good, it's, a, is, it's an additive compound. And, and formaldehyde is one of the products on the building materials red list. So you've got to make sure, again, if that's the, if that's the case. Uh, and, and think about this. The average homeowner would never go back. If they go to a flooring store, okay, and they're looking at different types of, like, wood flooring, okay, they're not going to – the last thing they're going to think about is, well, what's it made out of? All they're going to look at is, well, what's it going to do for me? How's it going to look in my home? How much does it cost? Yeah. How much am I going to spend? The install, the cost, and will it be, will it wear well, you know, with my my family living on it, and, you know, will I be comfortable with it every day? Well, those categories are probably filled, but the one they don't really think about is, does it off-gas? It's what what it's known as off-gassing compounds. And does it have any? What, how's it ra- ranked and rated and all that kind of stuff? Yeah, these are things that people don't understand when they when they go to buy buy products. They don't think if you, but if you know that your family is susceptible to different types of things in your home, like for instance, you know, um, think about this. What, what's the feeling that you get if somebody if you walk into a home? And I used to know. I one mm-hmm. of one of the neighbors where we used to live before we built the compound years <laughs> ago. Used to used to clean his house. I mean, he was a bleach fanatic. I mean, literally mm. everything. I mean, wow. I bet, and so bad. You know, back in the eighties and the early nineties, they used to make, uh, at least out here in the desert, we used to see a lot of the mauve carpeting, <laughs> colored carpeting, mauve. It looks so wonderful, mauve. Yeah. But guess what happened? Um. He had gone through and when in his effort to make sure that the place was squeaky clean, he used so much bleach that when you in not just the carpet but everywhere that you'd walk in the house and it would literally like Dan and I would we walk into a home that's been that has a lot of mold and you could smell it. It knocks you over. Okay, it just knocks you over. That's what happened. You walk in his house, it had bleach smell just like not and to the point where it like Dan. If 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 the molds, what do you do, Dan? If you walk into a house and there's too much smell, what's the first thing you do? You away. do what Melvin. You turn around and <laughs> run away from the house yeah, because because it hits me. And uh, matter of fact, I ran into a mold situation yesterday. It was in a basement, and my you know, I, I, just, my eyes start closing. It just I'm so and you weren't tired. 
And what? You weren't tired. No. No. no you not started at all. closing because of the mold. Because, yeah, because of my reaction to the mold. Yeah. And then uh, I got those gray, you know, gray marks right underneath my eyes. Which what? Is a, and it, yeah, I just get what it just wipes me out. What's the best smell you can have when you walk into a home? I think you could smell it when you walk into a home that you could, from a an organic standpoint, is like you could walk in, you could smell that it. You could tell if the house is clean, smell. but you don't smell. You Your don't. Hayden smell. said it. The best smell is no smell. Well, that's true. That's true. So you know you've got to make sure that you know you you walk into your house. God, Lord knows. <laughs> Check out the things that you use to clean different things in your home. Don't just go out. I mean, like. Don't don't use six little of those uh, yeah. smell good things on yeah. the outlets to make the house smell good. No. That's indoor air pollution. Yeah, they don't work. <laughs> no. You mean there's no aromatherapy plug-in outlets? You don't like that? Uh, Dan, that makes, Dan, you, Dan, makes you want to hurl. He's very un un. <laughs> We have to talk to you during the break. Okay. <laughs> when we come Here back, we're, we're going to have more information <laughs> to keep your homes free from toxic chemicals and uh, your calls right after the break. Don't go away. If you've been looking for that one store that has the best selection of tile, natural stone, hardwood, and more for your next remodel, look no further. Inex Creative Floors for the past 15 years has helped designers, homeowners, and architects bring their creative ideas to life. If you're looking to create that wow factor in your next remodel, Inex Creative Floors is the place you should go. Conveniently located on North Frank Lloyd Wright Boulevard in Scottsdale, they are open daily Monday through Sunday, 9 a.m. to 5 p.m. Call today, 480-767-1440. Or visit them on the web at inexcreativefloors.com. Thinking about remodeling your kitchen or bathroom? Confused about which company to choose to supply and fabricate your new countertop? Let me make that choice simple for you. Papagno's Marble and Granite, a family-owned business and experts in their field, installing many types of products such as granite, marble, onyx, travertine, silestone, and much, much more. Their personalized service will help make sure that you have the right material choice for your next remodel. Their high-tech fabrication equipment on site will expedite the delivery and installation of your countertop. Give Papagno's a call today, 480-948-4282, or check them out on the web at papagnos.com. Are you tired of the runaround from your heating and air conditioning company? Hi, I'm Steve Dubell, and I'd like to tell you about a company I respect and trust, the pros at Quality Systems Air Conditioning and Refrigeration. They are the Valley's premier heating and air conditioning service company. Each and every professional at Quality Systems goes through a stringent training process of continuing industry education. Larry Thompson, the owner of Quality Systems, and his staff exemplify the meaning of integrity and honesty. Quality Systems is a licensed, bonded, and insured company for your protection. When I have a heating and air conditioning need, I call the pros at Quality Systems. Why wait? Call the pros at Quality Systems right now, 480-247-7654, or find them on the web at qualitysystemsac.com. This is Tiffany Hunter, host of the Home Hunter Sunday mornings on ABC 15. And you're listening to Image Home Improvement Live on the Double Wide Network. Beyonce. No, no, 
Rihanna. 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 Yeah. See, what? If seven <laughs> days and he can't remember that Rihanna. Just remember R. Rihanna. Okay, well, they're Rihanna. the same. Sounds the same to me. But it sounds the same to you. <laughs> they're way out of my league. It doesn't matter. Yeah. Do you, you, but it's good. I love you, our music. Do you produce any music shows here at Star Worldwide? No, no. Well, see, that's why you don't know. That's right. That's right. If you mm-hmm. did, you'd be like right on top of it. <laughs> that's right. <laughs> but I do love McFadden and Whitehead. I got uh, that one right. Oh, Kid me. Name top of the stop hour. Stop us man. now. You'll hear that one at the top of the next hour. Top guys. of the hour. Yeah. Second hour. Image Home Improvement University. McFadden and Whitehead. That's right. Ain't no stop <laughs> us now, baby. Saturday. You used to say that a long time ago. You know, we used to play that back in the day when uh, yours truly was, uh, as we used to say, the, the best mobile DJ on the East Coast. Bar none. Brings his own disco ball. Bar none. Bar, <laughs> they all, you know, we used to go out and do, do the our The Macarena. Own. No. Yes, oh, you yeah. did. No, no, no. Yeah, you, no. you know what I think of when I think of the Macarena? Guess what? What? Vice President Gore. Because he's the one. He's, he, he, inter- he, uh, he, 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 he invented the internet. Yeah, he, he invented the internet. That's what I remember that. You know, that's what I associate with the, with the Macarena. Yeah, a Vice President What song Gore. did you use in your mobile disco business when people wanted to do the conga line? Oh, the conga line! God, I have to think about that. Any one. song will do. I'm I have thinking. the conga line. Anything with a good with a good eight boop, eight boop, eight, boop, eight, boop, eight point beat. Boop, that's about boop, it. You know, you'd be fine. An eight point beat, yeah. Hayden. Yeah. There yeah. you go. Yeah. Yeah. Man yeah. knows what he's talking about. I know what I'm talking about. An eight point no, but, beat. Yeah, everybody. You, when I when I was DJing, the one thing that you learned besides besides not like today when everything's oh you could you, you go to a club now and somebody you'll hear mixes between songs yeah. that sound really good, but they're done. From a computer, and all the DJ's doing is just pushing a bunch of buttons. Back in the day, it was the DJ's ear that made the mixes the, the way day. they should be. They should be <laughs> the good thank, old days. Thank you, Yoda. Thank you, Yoda. <laughs> but you know that's when that's when DJs really you know you could tell a good DJ, right? Like Kenny Jam and Jason from Chicago. He was fabulous. I mean, you used to love to listen to him on the, the local station when I lived in Chicago. When I was, was working on the rock station back in the day, we called them Segways. And, yeah. and you could segue one record album after you queued it up into another. And hopefully, if you're good at it, you couldn't tell the difference. But that's when that, that was the whole that was the whole point yeah. of mixing. And the music right. used to be made up, so you'd have at least five to eight seconds of talking intro time into the song. You know, we used to yeah. do that. We used to do talk used, it up. We used to do dance parties. We did, Hit the post. Yeah, we did dance parties. We did weddings. Uh, we used to play in a club. Actually, we used to when my good my good friend way back when I lived in New York. We actually the first gig I started doing mobile DJ work. We had it. We called it the Road R O D E DJ. So it's the Road DJs, Rock Oldies Disco Extravaganza. That's what it stood for. I like it. That's good. Yeah. So and that, did you have what? Did you had a trailer or did you have a truck? I, no, actually, we well, we had a mobile system that we used to use. We used to have a van. We used to bring it to the a we van. Used to, yeah, we used to play it play at different clubs like once or twice a week, and they used to advertise the type of music they had. You know, back we used to live out in Long Island, out in uh, I think the club was in Rockville Center, which was really nice because it was close to the ocean and the beach, which wow. I loved. And so did you? You had portable phonographs. <laughs> yes, we had portable phonographs. Yes, that's exactly with right. With a little dog with on a the mixing middle board. Label. With a mixing board. No, no, that's the RCA dog. You remember that? Of course. You used to see the RCA dog going yeah, around on the album. Around. Yeah, I remember that, right? 
See, yeah, that, and and uh, seventy eight RPM, and that's when Dubell was oh, doing his. Oh, you know, didn't no, you, nah. you know, talking about before we digress too far here. Right. I just no, we, no, we used to go down in Manhattan. There was a place down in Manhattan in the seventies that actually used to take and make you twelve because the big thing was obviously twelve inch singles when you worked in clubs, right? So you used to be able to go down to this place and pick out the songs that you wanted. They would mix them and burn them right to a vinyl 12-inch right there while you wait, okay? And oh. then you used, to, you used to take them to the club because it was great. Because, you know, when you're out there mixing, and you're, and you're, you're literally working, not like now where, you know, the guy hits a button and then all of a sudden he's, he's Facebooking while the song's playing. Like, I mean, where's the attention to the detail to make sure that you're, you're in, having the – the people that you're playing this music for are enjoying themselves because that's what made it. That's what made a, being a DJ back then so so good. That's what I liked about it because I I made people happy from what I created, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. and that's what it, and that's what made it a lot of fun. And then some people will come up and say, "Hey, I'd like to hear such and such," and you can make the exception and put it in. And, yeah. and you know, after a couple rounds or after the break, you could throw yeah. that back in. No, you used to and do you that. Make, you have a happy client. Yeah, and then but it was good when you needed to take a break. You throw a long twelve inch on, and you could take a break. By going smoke a cigarette. It's well, kind of like taking a station day, break. Yeah, it's kind of like taking a station <laughs> break when nature calls. <laughs> yeah, or or that. Yeah. No, wait a minute. Like they that. would mix an album for you if you went to yeah. a record yeah. studio. Yeah, so you had to pay for it, but it was. Remember the old seventy eights? How sure. thick they were. Yeah. The vinyl was. That's how. In fact, I still have them. I still have them, and I've got one that they did with the Village People. I still have it. So you had a mix back then in the seventies. Your yeah. own. Oh yeah, that's awesome. Yeah, you said that. that's when DJ. That's when. Well, that's when you know R and B kind of merged into disco, and then all of a sudden, all over the country, a disco stations started emerging. And then everybody thought that they could make a disco song as long as it had a beat and they had a decent voice. They could make it. It's like rap songs. Yeah. Everybody yeah. thinks that they could do a rap song as long as they can rap. Yeah. Doesn't make a difference if they sound that great. As long as the crap. as long as the beat as long as the beat sounds good, then it it'll, it'll become a hit. Yeah, I mean, look at Justin Bieber. <laughs> no, no, I'd rather not. not. Gonna. I'd rather no. not. All right, let's get back. I stop talking about music. You know, otherwise, you know, they'll think, "What is this? A home improvement show or a music show?" Come on. Now. See the other toxin that you know we you know we touched on formaldehyde, but the other ones is BPAs that are inside the cans of our food. I mean, when you start talking about toxins in your home. It's what you bring in from the grocery store, and you bring in the cans and your cleaners and stuff like that. That kind of stuff's what gets us cancer, isn't it? That kind of stuff. BPAs? Oh yeah, and mm-hmm. they and they line your cans of food with it to keep uh, things from growing in the inside of the can. Okay, so wait a minute before we go too far. Okay, Dan, explain to the listeners what you're what you're saying, what those what those letters mean. Okay, <clears throat> uh, the BPA is why BPA. It sounds like a, sounds like a, an sounds, oil company. Sounds, sounds, it sounds like a government agency, doesn't it? Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's a BPA. It's not good for you. Okay, <laughs> uh, let's see. According to the book here, it's uh, let's do, 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 do when you do. think of BP, you always think of British Petroleum, don't you? Yeah, 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 yeah. 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 But, and, and the and the uh, and the Inferno. <laughs> when the, when the when the oil rig went up, you talking about the Exxon, Valdez? No, the BP, the one that oh, went there the, the, the one they made the movie of. Oh, that's right. Okay. Remember that? Yep. Yes, I saw that a couple of weeks ago. Yeah, basically, what it does is it, it, it it's um, your endocrine system. It disrupts your entire endocrine system in your body, and so it's no surprise that these kinds of things come up. They've studied it with animals, and they got sick, and. The, there's a little aside from this one article I was looking at that 
the uh, people that were studying the animals that had the problem, they were eating the same stuff. <laughs> and the people in the lab were sicker than the animals in the cage. So mm. it just tells you this is not good stuff, but they're still using it. And BPA is also a, it's like a chemical filler. It's got a huge, you know, nine syllable long name, but it's just easy to remember BPAs are not good for you when they're lining your cans of your food or putting it on uh, food products. Remember BPA-free drinking glasses and stuff like that when you have uh, BPA-free um, drinking bottles? They had to go through that whole thing. And now, they, you know, you have to see on the bottom of your glass that you're buying to make sure, if it, you know, if it's plastic, that's BPA-free. It's a chem- chemical that's to help resist having mold, you know, having things grow on it. But what happens is uh, we bring that in the house and use it. Have you ever checked the bottom of your drinking bottle for BPA, Steve? Never. Never have? Never. Yeah. Never. Have you, have you, Dan? Yes, I have. You know why? Having that little, <clears throat> having that little one in the house woke me up to a lot of things that uh, I don't want being chemically injected into the, you know, to my grand, to my granddaughter. And it's like, you know, I'm pretty messed up. I don't want her to be this way. <laughs> well, well, you're going to need the Star Wars, you know. What? Whatever those things are, those chemical warfare uniforms or costumes, you oh know, my with God. the masks. Stormtroopers. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Stormtroopers. That's what you need. Yeah. Everybody walk around Dan Hayden's house, have those things on now, Steve. <laughs> to keep them protected from the But you know, one of the BPA. things one of the things that now Dan's a little more um I'm gonna refer to Dan for this because I want to make see make sure that we give the proper information out. But Dan, if you are, for instance, a homeowner that doesn't know what it or maybe has the inkling of what they're <laughs> sensitive to, besides what you actually need to check in your home, I think one of the first things that the, the individual would need to do is go to the doctor and get checked and get tested like for things that are um, uh, you know, that they're allergic to. Yeah, number one, have your system and your endocrine system checked. You know, it's a it's a blood test. They take about five or six vials. You know, you know how those uh, vampires are. They're always bloodthirsty when you show up and open, show your arm to them. They're like, oh boy, let's bring in six more vials. He hasn't passed out yet. Yeah, but. Uh, but it's good to get a good blood test with a internist or your general physician to be able to see if you're feeling kind of down and knocked out a little bit. Sometimes it's not just being tired. A lot of times there's stuff in your blood. Maybe you have a temporary situation where you you have vitamin deficiency or you may have a chemical over efficiency. In other words, toxins in your blood. Mm. You can find out from there. Sometimes that stuff seeps into your brain too, and then you start acting like uh, a, guy like, like a, me. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> is, that, is, that, is that why you have to go for an MRI? Dan? That's right. That's right. Hey, yeah. we get the results next week. Should be fun. Oh God! Brain? What brain? <laughs> Just amazing. Just amazing. All right. But seriously, it, the toxins that are in our homes are absolutely amazing. And then, uh, like uh, yeah, BPA. You know those little smell good things that you put. On your outlets? No. Yes, that's yeah, what's it, in them. It, that's mm-hmm. you know that's what we were talking about earlier. Yeah. You know, with well, the different the different companies that make those, they're not just one. They make those, and um, you know, you could easily. I mean, they have different uh, ones now that actually are. Um, in fact, my my uh, gentleman who we're going to be doing a commercial build out for has them in his office. It's almost like almost like a. a 
a uh, an electronic uh, what's the word I'm looking for? It was it's like an electronic um, air freshener. Oh, okay. That actually it's changes color. Yeah, it changes. Yeah, yes, it's, it's an, an ionizer. ionizer. Thank you. Yes, and it actually it not only if it, it, it if you watch it, it's almost like it, it's like the the 21st century version of a lava lamp. See, we have three in our house because it actually helps. It actually, when you watch it and it changes colors and it, and it's and it's nice, soothing colors. I mean, I like it's nice okay. to watch, but at the we same don't have time, a color too. Show, no. You don't have a color uh, show? No, we just have mm. the ionizer, the full size tower that keeps things clear. No, this and- is a desk mounted one. It's only like it's only like it's almost it looks like a big uh, globe of um, uh, like a small fish pole. So mm-hmm. to speak, or a candle, candle glass. That's what I'm looking for, like a candle glass. So he's probably doing more good than having a big hunk of salt sitting on your desk. Yeah, a big hunk of salt. <laughs> Have you ever seen the big crystals? That yes, they put? yes. It's supposed to be so good for you? Yeah, right. Okay, all right. <laughs> Dan, you're poo-pooing everything this morning. I don't know what we're going to do I'm going to ask Himmelfarb when he comes on at 9 about this BPA stuff. All right, we'll talk to him about that and more of your questions right after this message. Don't go away. Chances are, when it's time to call a service professional, you need someone right away. Who can you call for those electrical problems fast? The answer is Mr. Electric, a licensed, bonded, and insured company serving the Valley of the Sun since 2000. Some of their residential and commercial services include expert troubleshooting, replacing an outlet, hanging a ceiling fan, or upgrading your electric service, and much more. Rest assured, all work is guaranteed. Call today for your appointment, 480-503-1339. You can find them on the web at phoenixmetro.mrelectric.com. Remember, at Mr. Electric, we have the power to make things better. Stardust Building Supplies is your home improvement thrift store. Find salvaged and gently used cabinetry, doors, windows, appliances, lighting, plumbing, and much more. Save money, be green, and support the community. Shop and donate at Stardust Building Supplies' three valley locations. For more info, visit stardustbuilding.org. No one really wants to be working outside when the weather gets cold, but did you know that there are some jobs that shouldn't be done below a certain temperature? I'm Danny Lipford with tips for today's homeowner. Stay tuned and we'll talk about when it's too cold to paint right after this. Transform your kitchen or bathroom with a beautiful tiled backsplash all by yourself in as fast as one day with Simple Mat from Custom Building Products. Simple Mat is a unique double-sided adhesive mat designed to bond tile to backsplashes, countertops, and shower walls. No mixing of powder, no mess to clean up, and no waiting for the mortar to harden. Simply set the tile onto the mat, then grout. It's the quickest, easiest, cleanest way to install tile. Visit thesimplemat.com for more information. Available exclusively at The Home Depot. If you're looking for an excuse not to paint, then the weather might just provide it. It's common sense that you shouldn't paint outside in the rain, but did you know that if the temperature is too high or low, it can cause the paint not to bind together properly, which can lead to cracking and peeling. The maximum and minimum recommended temperatures for exterior paint varies depending on the specific brand and whether you use oil or latex, but a general rule of thumb is that oil-based paint can be applied when the temperatures are between 40 and 90 degrees Fahrenheit and latex between 50 and 85 degrees Fahrenheit. The best drying will occur when the relative humidity is between 40 and 70%. I'm Danny Lipford with tips for today's homeowner. 
Hi, I'm John Weisbart, co-host of FYI Network's hit TV show, Tiny House Nation. Now, people all over the country are downsizing, and tiny homes are all the big rage. But remember, even tiny homes need repairs, and left unattended, those tiny problems become big problems. Don't let that happen to you. Know what makes your home tick. Listen every week to Image Home Improvement Live, Saturday morning on the Double Wide Network. All right, Blade, who's that? Homer. Homer. No. Who's singing a song? Rihanna, man. Thank you. I just check and make sure that your memory memory bank was working. Make sure that you haven't inhaled any toxins since the last break. You mean like DDT was used so well for for such a long time ago? And it still is coming up through a lot of these homes. You know, one of the things that we talked, you know, talking about toxins today in your home and how to avoid some of them to make sure they get them out of your out of your life. Otherwise, they're going to be detrimental, and you never know. Uh, but DDT years ago, I mean, when we were kids, that was that was like the greatest thing since sliced bread. It used to kill everything. Yes, it did. You know, <laughs> yeah, everything. But nobody knew how bad they were. Yeah, they didn't know. It also killed sperm counts too. Really? Yes. Oh, so, no, so it really much, did. So it messed up with it messed up the population. Yeah, especially for the rats. Okay. <laughs> they tested it on. <laughs> oh, Jesus. Okay. Okay. All right. So, Dan, let's get off. Let's get off the rats for a minute and talk a little bit about um, what kind of toxins are we dealing with with products that are made with PVC. 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 Yes. What does PVC stand for? <laughs> Probably vinyl chloride. There you go. It's a pipe. I know that much. Uh, yeah, very yeah, good. Yeah, but there's very also good. other applications. Cylindrical that pipe. <clears throat> I don't know. Yeah. But there was also like PEX, which is the good stuff now. There's also, uh, there was polybulletin, which I found yesterday in a home, which leaks like a sieve and also would... Uh, shed off when the water, especially the hot water, was going through the pipes. That was one of the bad things about that gray poly, besides the fact it would leak like a sieve. And the other thing about some of these uh, polychlorines is that they, they're supposed to be bonded together so they don't release, but they were not bonded that well. And, like, you use it in, like, containers for our food. They would release into the food. So that was part of the problem with some of those, you know, some of the older plastics. Polychloride? Yeah. Is that what you said? Mm-hmm. Is that the kind of thing that could show up in, in, in tap water? Um, <clears throat> yes, it will in a very low, you know, b- below the USDA, you know, guidelines to me. Any is too much mm-hmm. <laughs> because the water wasn't made with, with, with Have you ever had any confrontations with this chloride stuff? Oh, yeah. There's been some real spills on an Air Force base. We had uh, a bunch of chloride piping go really bad on us, and it made a bunch of our... Kids and troops sick in base housing. Wow. We really had a problem. We had mm-hmm. to just go in and just flat out tear it out, and then we charged the bill the contractor for not telling us that he used that on on the build. So wow. there's been some real interesting stuff. You know, but, speaking of base housing, real quick, as we did that too, Air Force, I went back and visited uh, Shaw Air Force Base in South Carolina, and uh, we we had five kids and we lived in base housing, 
And you, when you grow up, you think you're, it's such you a... You've got it made. You do. And then you go back and look at the house, and it's as big as, as your thumb. You know, 900 square feet. How the hell do we live yeah. in that? But You played outside a lot. Well, yeah, well that's right. <laughs> or kicked outside. Anyway, sorry about that. But, uh, yeah, I mean, it's amazing when you think about it. And, you know, we're going we have, to have um, a gentleman on here in the coming weeks who uh, will answer all Blades' questions when it comes to tiny homes. Because they're really he, because he builds tiny because homes. he builds them. Oh, who? Yeah, yeah, gentlemen. I I met over at the last home show. Actually, is from Colorado. All right, and yeah, he's going to be talking about. And you know, the one thing that um, they do a lot of these uh, tiny home builders, they everything's on everything's mobile. I mean, I remember seeing the one that was at the home show back in January here in um, over at the fairgrounds in Phoenix that. Uh, just the shell alone, and this was a show price because the regular retail was much higher. The show price was twenty thousand dollars, <laughs> and it was an empty shell; wasn't even built in yet. So, but the, the so by the time you're done, you could be up to almost sixty to hundred grand. Well, yeah, well, Paul, you can get about fifty, sixty thousand dollars when you think about that, though. Against you know, a, then you got to buy a place home. to put it. Well, you could you could a leave. lot. You don't yeah. have to. You could always lease it. You can always go to a you know a mobile KOA, home park if you want. KOA campground. Remember KOA campgrounds? <laughs> oh God, I used to go to those back in the so day too. I. Yeah, we used mm. to have a, we used to have arcades at there. Yeah. To, yeah, oh yeah. And if they had a swimming pool, that was much more bonus. That's right. KOA, what's it stand for? What is this guy on a mission today with Ugh. what's this, what's that? Whoa. KOA camera? Oh, we have to, we'll have to consult Google on that. <laughs> Google. No, you don't know what KOA stands no, for? No, I don't remember. I remember back in the day, but I don't remember it. this Campgrounds moment. of America. But, oh, there you go. But it started with a K, you know. So campgrounds, right. yeah. Campgrounds, That's yeah. right, okay. So we all did that. We all grew up in those, Makes sense. We? All right, one for Blade today. Thank you. That's right. All right. Yeah, okay. <laughs> all right, one for Blade today. Clap, clap, clap. All right, when we come back, we're going to get back on topic right here, and uh, we want everybody to stay tuned. Don't go away. Thinking of remodeling your kitchen or bathroom? Confused about which company to choose to do your tile work? Let me make the choice a simple one for you. AZ High Tech Tile and Stone. Whether it's a residential or commercial project, AZ High Tech Tile and Stone are the experts in kitchen countertop backsplashes, floor tile and shower walls, and anything while using materials such as granite, tile, travertine, porcelain, and much, much more. AZ High Tech Tile and Stone will come to your home and provide you with a free estimate. We are members of the NTCA, CTIOA, and Certified CTC. Ceramic Tile Consultant. AZ High Tech Tile and Stone is a value trade partner for all image home improvement kitchen and bathroom makeovers. Give them a call today for your free estimate, 602-799-9619. Or find them on the web at azhightechtileandstonellc.com. Monsoon season has passed, but the early January and February rains will soon be here. And if you have an older roof, it's just a matter of time before the leaks start appearing as water stains on your home ceiling. Do your home a favor and call Keiko Roofing for their free roof inspection. Their qualified professionals will check your roof and show you where your roof may soon fail or is failing. Keiko Roofing is committed to providing quality service along with the best roofing products. Whether you have a foam, flat, shingle, or tile roof, give Keiko Roofing Systems a call today. 602-944-4600 or keikoroofing.com. This is Jimmy Johnson, NASCAR driver of the number 48 Lowe's Chevrolet. You're listening to Image Home Improvement Live. S-O-S-B, someone help me. 
right, we are back, and you're listening to Image Home Improvement Live right here at Star Worldwide Networks uh, as we were overlooking beautiful downtown Scottsdale and wondering where the heck is the Parada Del Del Sol Sol. Parade and why they rerouted us this morning, but, you know, that's life. Do you want to talk about something really heavy? Yeah. Lead. Lead. That was very heavy. Lead in our water. Let's talk about Mm. lead. Let's get the lead out. Flint, Michigan. Okay, let's talk about the lead. And then we'll talk about clearing the air. That's right. Stop off gassing. Yeah. <laughs> Dan, Dan, I did so, that on my side Dan, of the studio. So, it's so right on the money today. Let's talk about lead first, Dan. Okay, that's when you have the old connections. A lot of lead in the water comes from the old leaded connections when they used to put the pipes together and then put a lead uh, compound and heat, it, heat the lead and wick it into the horsehair and go right into the pipes for the for the city's main main pipes. And what has ha- what happened, like in Flint, is they changed water types that became more corrosive, and then started pushing the lead back into the in the consumer homes, into the homes there in Flint, Michigan, because they got cheap. They got water was a high a higher corrosive level, and started eating up the pipes again, and then pushing all that lead and crap in into the consumer homes. That's why uh, the filter the filter industry, you know, your on tap filter industry saw a boom right there you know because once they figured out that they needed to do all their water that way it was a boon that they had these filters and you can go to consumer in fact i saw it in the consumer digest just uh, a couple days ago when i was sitting reading that the the filters that were used in that thing got rated real heavy and fast of which can, you know which filter type companies you know, what are you talking about the 80s? you know like the ones that you know, you click on to your yeah, oh yeah, yeah. That you know, you get your water. Yeah, and they got a beautiful rating. Consumer uh, products uh, magazine that I saw, and now they've really got a definite. This is good. This is bad. These guys aren't worth nothing. And you can just read down the list of who's because I'm not going to mention brand names because then we get into they'll call us and give us you know. But <clears throat> there's you know there's the guide of uh, which ones for your family you want just in for your refrigerator. Because we have a lot of refrigerator dispensers. And then also for your tap water, if you think you've got a problem and if you've tasted Arizona water, you want your water filtered one way or another. Yeah, you're going to need something, that's <laughs> right, because I remember the first time I ever had coffee when I moved to Phoenix. It was just like <laughs> it was just like I had stones in my coffee. I mean, it would, it, the mineral taste in it was just horrible. I and mean, that's the first thing you do. You got to go back. And that's another, that's a whole other show talking about water purification and what's the best system yeah. because, you know, you've got different companies claiming different things. So there's a lot of different um, things that you could do. But, you know, again, something else that's going to require you to do uh, a little due diligence and talk about, you know, and, and talk it over with your family, which one is the best for you. And then you go speak to people and then not just to find out, not the companies, but just other people that may have had, may have same system, the same systems that you're thinking of buying and see what it's doing for them. That's right. And you know, so there are certain <laughs> air filters. Do you think that uh, are sold strictly on the premise that they'll filter out lead? Oh, you mean water filters? Yeah. Yeah. They, you know, whether well, there's some that were just meant for lead, but now they're figuring out that if there's lead in it, there's probably some, and a lot of city water systems do not process the pharmaceuticals that people flush down the toilets, and then they reuse the water. So pharmaceuticals are crossing over into our drinking water, and all sorts of good things. So they've just gone full bore on all these different microns that need to be filtering out the water, 
and all the crud in our water. Now, going back to lead, uh, lead has been proven. I mean, like, there's that one movie, Tommy Boy. <laughs> the guy acted so weird. Did you eat uh, chip lead chips when you were a kid? You know, he acted so off. It was like kind of like me. Did you eat, did you eat lead chips when you were a kid, Dan? Probably. Yeah. Do you have but, drinking but bottles? Does, but it does. I'm, I'm sorry. I'll answer yeah. you in just a second. But what it does, it does affect the ability for the brain to work well. And that's why it was called the Mad Hatter's disease because the Hatters way back in the day in old England used lead compounds to be able to clean and put the hats together. It was Look called the that. Mad Hatter's disease. You know, I think we're going to have to put him on the chase. You know, because he can answer stuff against the beast. I mean, the beast may not even know that kind of stuff. I mean, it's amazing. Thank you, Dan. Hey, Appreciate that's that. what, hey it helps to live in two continents. Yeah. yeah. Do you? Uh, <laughs> I didn't get press the button. <laughs> <laughs> well, a little, a little assistance there, Mr. Blade. Th- thank you. It's yeah, I don't know. We'll have Crickets. to work on that one. Crickets. All right. Crickets. <laughs> do, 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 do. Yeah, they, oh. yeah. Yes, monster. No, see, but that's not the one. Uh oh. That's the Ta- one. Folks, we have some Since technical difficulties. Don't you, mind somebody the swearing screwed coming it up. up. <laughs> we'll have to go back next week and fix it. Someone. Uh, Someone it up. Okay. Yay. Okay. <laughs> Uh, I love technical, technical, you know, tech, everything's great until all of a sudden the technical th- things just like crash. But but about the lead and about filtering your water and that kind of stuff, do you use bottled water at home, Steve, in the compound? Yes. You do. Do yeah, you, well, Dan? Yeah, we, uh, between that and we also have a, a filtration system, too, yeah, for all out. Yeah, we I have see. bottled water to leave the house with, and then we also have just filtered at the uh, kitchen sink and then also the same type of filter um, company for our uh, refrigerator that makes our ice and our water mm-hmm. that we do at the refrigerator. Oh, that's another thing. Yeah, the refrigerating ice. Yeah. Yeah. So you've got to. Because you yeah. don't want floaties in your ice. You. Yeah. <laughs> no. I mean, that's just a little I mean, bit. you have nice clean water and you go put ice in it and a few minutes later it starts melting and you get those floaties. Not a good idea. No, it's not. <laughs> that's no, nasty. It's not. You know, just t- going back, I t- uh, want to touch base on one other thing that we talked about before with the. Um, the PVC pipes and stuff. And Dan had mentioned PEX, which is the, the new the way new that they actually run lines in the wall, which makes life a whole lot easier than bending and turning co- uh, copper lines. And it it's so much more efficient because you could drill holes in the studs and you're out the stuff in there. And you don't burn the house down by having to uh, um, solder, right. solder the joints. <laughs> right. That's exactly right. But here it says, unfortunately, PEX cannot be recycled. No, and its health effects have not been def- uh, definitively studied yet because it is so no. And PEX, it obviously degrades. If this way, it's used indoors because if it mm-hmm. was used outdoors, the sun exposure would degrade it and uh, may be more permeable to chemicals than other types of piping. And that's why they've got a big question mark about the PEX that sits in the hot attics of Phoenix. They're just wondering: is it degrading faster, normal speed, or is it because of the 175 to 200 degrees in the attic that the PEX puts up because 90% of the stuff that's been put in was not insulated as per the manufacturer recommendation. And that was the manufacturer wanted them to insulate it before they put it into service in the attic. They knew this, but most of it was not. 
Yeah. And that's something the jury is out on, you might say. We'll see you in court. <laughs> well, we'll see what happens. As long as it doesn't turn out to be the polybutylene pipe that back in the 90s that uh, was run between the street and the house. And, and then and in the, the house. And, and, yeah, and some in the house. And it was just where yeah. I remember our, our home was built when we first moved here. That had to be fixed. And as soon as it broke outside, we actually ran. I took the option instead of replacing it with the same pipe, I actually went back and put copper in. So this way there was never going to be another problem between the street and the house. Cost a little more, but then it was like uh, it was worth the investment for peace of it's mind. It's like the same old phrase I used to say when I was in the Air Force. Copper's proper. You know, you just use those two materials and you'll have a really good, you know, you'll have very few problems to deal with. That's yeah. why people started stealing them, what, like 10, 15 years ago? The well, whole that's why they thing. went to these what? alternative materials. <clears throat> Because copper got so expensive. Yeah. Well, yeah. Well, copper is just, well, I mean, not too long ago, I think it was only not this past week, but the week before, there was a gentleman who was a plumber that was actually going back and stealing copper from his from his business, from the supplies that they had in the warehouse, and actually selling them to the scrap houses. And he was making a fortune because it was his copper. They pay yeah. for copper, you know? But somebody caught him, and then you know, now he has to worry about trying to find a job because <laughs> he, they fired him. I mean, sure. why wouldn't they? I mean, you know, he's still I'm, from the company. I'm showing Blade a, a picture of some some poly in an attic that was from yesterday. Steve? Yeah. Oh, that's wonderful. Yeah, and those nice little copper come uh, crimps that didn't uh, crimp anything. <laughs> right. <laughs> they don't crimp anything, right. You know, as long as you... I, I, and I was telling the uh, the uh, other inspector that was with me, don't touch them. Don't even touch that pipe or even wiggle it. I don't want to pay for the for the for the break in in, in the line. That's right. Because those things are so brittle. I know. That's it, the problem with the plastic in, in an Arizona attic. It gets brittle. Yeah, and we talked a little bit about early. You know, one of the things that the uh, probably the most safest thing that you could do is before starting a project, uh, the experts recommend that you go back and check the material data safety sheet. MSDS. To, to see if there is anything toxic in the materials that you're going to use. And then you can make an educated decision whether you want to use it, whether you don't want to use it, whether you want to go look for an alternative. But these are things that you need to go about. But I think, like you said earlier, go to, go to your doctor, go to a physician and find out what you're sensitive to. Okay? And then because... You don't want because a lot of times people could be you, you could get paranoia could set in in like oh my god they're talking about things no wonder maybe and then before you know it they'll think that they're sick because of this this and this product and they have no basis to to you know to to uh, if they're really base paranoid, their fact on what they were doing or why par- they're the way they are you're saying they're getting really paranoid about things that may have mercury in their blood. <laughs> I mean, you never know. I mean, these, that's why you need to go get you need to go get it checked. That's why you need to have your blood tested, and then also get the house tested. I mean, that you know, having a good house review and test of all the systems and stuff that's going on in your house is so important. So you know what's what you're breathing. Okay, so Dan, being that you are our resident home inspector, okay, mm-hmm. if you had to go back and figure out, okay, so if you're going to go look to buy a home. Mm-hmm. Which era of homes are less toxic than others? 
do you think? <laughs> every, I mean, every era has had their peak of certain types of materials. So you have to be <clears throat> have your radar on for that 10-year cycle. And it's just about how it runs. It's 10-year cycles. It's like up to the 60s, we have to worry about asbestos and lead. Up to the 80s, we have to worry about, uh, you know, the popcorn on the ceiling. Right. That's the 80s. Okay, go into the 90s. Then we have to, you know, then we have plastic materials and and wiring problems. It's just a, which one do you want to choose? You know, so you just, uh, uh, again, these are things to make a decision of. And, you know, if you're going out, like a lot of times I'll go in and look at, talk to a, uh, a ho- potential homeowner, and they go look at the home they're thinking of buying. And the first thing I'll ask them when I see, when a little thing pops into my brain, it says, hmm, <laughs> this this home is this old. It's in this neighborhood. That's, that's how it, I know this town is, is by it, neighborhood. Is it? It, is there aluminum wiring in the house? That's one of the first things that pops up into my brain. Sun City Phase 2. There you go. <laughs> see, Dan knows it. I mean, but see, these these are the things that you need to ask, and you need to make an educated decision. Now, my personal feeling would be if I was looking at, to buy a home and I found out that there was aluminum wiring in the house, I don't care what kind of neighborhood it is. If I loved it, if I would die to die for it to live there, I would go look for another home that, that's was, right, that's that a had rewire. copper wire. Because mm-hmm. I wouldn't, I wouldn't, I wouldn't, I wouldn't want a home with aluminum wire unless I can budget in the complete rewire of the home. Yes, and when you know, when why you, wouldn't you want one with aluminum wire? Because mm-hmm. aluminum wire is old technology, and anything that's remodeled done now has to be done in copper. That's so, right. the, and and plus, back in the day when they did aluminum, if you think about it, aluminum is more susceptible if something goes wrong to fires than it is for copper. Because what happens is aluminum does not handle the heat and draw exchange. At the breakers and at the connections, as well as copper does, aluminum tends to oxide, oxidize and burn off at the, at the connection because it does not handle the heat and shed the heat and the change of the business going on on it. And what goes on is it burns off. And um, Lee used to say, aluminum wire means a fire <laughs> in, you know, in the trades. You said, yeah. So you, know, you don't want that. <clears throat> You have copper. You have copper wiring at your home. Copper is proper. <laughs> I wonder if I do. I bet I don't. I bet you I could tell in less than five minutes by Walk looking at to, a picture of it. Well, the electrical box, your main. I can tell you what type of circuits you've got in just a second. What would I look for in my electrical box as a homeowner that's dangerous with tools? I don't want you to even go past the dead front. I don't want you to even open that up. Oh, you'd have to open it up. Yeah, I have to pull the dead front cover off and take a look. Ah, uh, no thanks. <laughs> That's right. Not going to do that. <laughs> Please, my friend, do not go past that. No. Yeah. If you want to go back to safe homes without toxins, let's go back to the pre-Mesozoic era where they were in grass huts. <laughs> you know, and they were covered with bare skin rugs. You know, that's what you want and to do. And they had thatched want... roof, right? Yeah, and thatch. You know, the only you know. problem with thatch is it used to have mold in it. Uh, well, oh, no, really? <laughs> yes. Uh. Over in, in, in Merry Old England, well, they used to have to chop some of the thatch out. Because it would get so rotted, which is mold, yeah, that comes with thatch. Well, you had to just chop the thatches out and re- and rebind them well, on the roof. <laughs> well, what kind of toxins came in the cliffs when the Tohono Indians were in the cliffs? You know, there. See, there were pine trees then, probably uh, pine needle mold. <laughs> you can't you can't get away from it, Steve. It's everywhere. I don't know. I don't know. 
All right, when we come back, it's we're a gonna, fungus that's among us. That's right. right. We're gonna, <laughs> that's today's topic, the fungus among us. That's right. We're going to be talking with Mike Himmelfog from Global Prevention Services and uh, more in our number two of Image Home Improvement Live. Are you tired of the runaround from your heating and air conditioning company? Hi, I'm Steve Dubell, and I'd like to tell you about a company I respect and trust, the pros at Quality Systems Air Conditioning and Refrigeration. They are the Valley's premier heating and air conditioning service company. Each and every professional at Quality Systems goes through a stringent training process of continuing industry education. Larry Thompson, the owner of Quality Systems, and his staff exemplify the meaning of integrity and honesty. Quality Systems is a licensed, bonded, and insured company for your protection. When I have a heating and air conditioning need, I call the pros at Quality Systems. Why wait? Call the pros at Quality Systems right now, 480-247-7654, or find them on the web at qualitysystemsac.com. If you've been looking for that one store that has the best selection of tile, natural stone, hardwood, and more for your next remodel, look no further. Inex Creative Floors for the past 15 years has helped designers, homeowners, and architects bring their creative ideas to life. If you're looking to create that wow factor in your next remodel, Inex Creative Floors is the place you should go. Conveniently located on North Frank Lloyd Wright Boulevard in Scottsdale, they are open daily Monday through Sunday, 9 a.m. to 5 p.m. Call today, 480-767-1440. Or visit them on the web at inexcreativefloors.com. Most of us have our charity of choice that we give from the heart to support. Did you ever wonder, where does the money go? How much do I really know about the charity I support? Where can I go and learn more about these nonprofit organizations? Every Monday at 1 p.m., the Nonprofit Journal Live with D. Simula is your source for this information. Know the report before you support. Donate wisely, not just from the heart. Remember, Mondays at 1 p.m., the Nonprofit Journal Live with D. Simula on the Double White Network. Thinking of remodeling your kitchen or bathroom? Confused about which company to choose to do your tile work? Let me make the choice a simple one for you. AZ High Tech Tile and Stone. Whether it's a residential or commercial project, AZ High Tech Tile and Stone are the experts in kitchen countertop backsplashes, floor tile and shower walls, and anything while using materials such as granite, tile, travertine, porcelain, and much, much more. AZ High Tech Tile and Stone will come to your home and provide you with a free estimate. We are members of the NTCA, CTIOA, and Certified CTC, Ceramic Tile Consultant. AZ High Tech Tile and Stone is a value trade partner for all image home improvement kitchen and bathroom makeovers. Give them a call today for your free estimate, 602-799-9619, or find them on the web at azhightechtileandstonellc.com. The following takes place between 9 a.m. and 10 a.m. All right, we are back, and you're listening to Image Home Improvement Live, our number two right here at Star Worldwide Networks, and uh, we're here with all the crew, uh, Blades here behind the uh, infamous sneeze guard, as well as Dan Hayden, 
who is uh, my co-host, and uh, just today is just a fountain full of information. I'm just full my, of it today. My lord, I don't know. I think he must have got a brain infusion from Yoda. <laughs> or something. I don't know. A fountain of formaldehyde. A fountain <laughs> of formaldehyde. It's an FOF. Yes, it's a fountain of formaldehyde. It's a okay. All right, watch it. We're I did. Down. I know. Wait a minute. I did that in the bathroom. <laughs> all right. All right. Okay. Let's keep it clean. Let's keep it clean. I was right. off gassing there. I don't know. Dan, gee, miss, you know, what, are you, what talking about like toxic stuff for your home, you know, that's a, the VOCs. And, and we're not talking, yeah, we're not talking about things like, you know, Farm animals and stuff like that. We don't want to talk. Oh, about Oh, I that. miss our farm animals downtown or down at the beginning of the building. That that was so much fun to make fun of. <laughs> don't get me started. <laughs> a pink cow. Don't oh get my me God. started. Right? Yeah, that was when we had we had a wonderful we had a wonderful restaurant down in the building that thought that they would you know put steers and other things in the front because they were a steakhouse. Yeah. You know, and meanwhile, everybody's walking by wondering like. What the hell is what that? What the hell were they thinking when they put these things here? I mean, yeah. you know, this isn't Scottsdale. I mean, come and on. What, real? No, no, no. They, no, they papier-mâché type of built-up things. Yeah, but they were like life-size. they looked size. like they spilled paint They were life-size. I mean, they were huge. Yes. Like, huge. They <laughs> were really huge. Yeah, and they went out of this. You know, and believe me, it wasn't making Scottsdale great again. I'll tell you that. Let me tell you. All right. You know, we're talking with about toxic things for your home and... Uh, how to keep them out of your house? Be very careful what you read for what you put under the sink, because all of those all of those products that you clean your house with, and or just you know have have for different things like the uh, especially like some of those cleaners to right. break loose uh, pipe pipe jams. That stuff is nasty. That should be kept in the garage or just out in a cabinet someplace away from the indoor air, because there's so that, that chemical is. So intense with so many chlorides in it, it just may make you so sick. And then there's, um, see, I was looking, see, under the counter of the house yesterday, besides the fact the cabinet was broken because they put too heavy a, a top on a, in a retro <laughs> island, uh, they had those packets, those nice little packets for washing dishes. The, the box had broken, and the bottom of the box, some of the packets had uh, just, you know, broken loose, and it was just seeping across the bottom of the cabinet. So when you open the door, you get this this chlorine and this nasty smell right up in your face. And that's what you're washing your dishes with, is all those chemicals. So if, if your dishwasher doesn't do a good job of rinsing at the end of its final cycle, you're going to have some chemicals on your dishes. So you got to be careful what what you wash with. And what if you got chemical in your water? Then how, how the hell are you ever going to rinse? Or you're fighting a battle. You yeah, know, that, <laughs> that's why you need a whole house filter. So that way you get so you don't get that stain. That you have that black stain in your in your shower or in your tub when you use the shower a lot. A whole house That's filter? Not, yes. Filters every single bit of water goes into your home? Yeah, for the major you know, for the major you know <clears throat> pesticides and um, hard water and things like that. You have to do a softener, but you don't always have to use a softener to be able to get that through. Sometimes you use a multi stage um, <clears throat> softener. Instead of using salt, because we're already in the Salt River Valley. Does that make sense what he's talking about, Mr. Himmelfarb? <laughs> yeah, it does. Absolutely. <laughs> Michael Himmelfarb. <laughs> Good, Good morning. morning, Michael, from Global Prevention Services. How are you this morning? Good morning to both of you. You're doing great. Thank you. Oh, well, great. You know, we were just you know, we're just talking about, you know, it sounds kind of strange, everything toxic for your home today. 
And um, you've got some things that uh, your company deals with all the time, which we we talk about uh, quite a lot on the show because Dan and I come across it, and that's an ugly four-letter word, mold. Yeah, it's. Uh, I have to tell you, I was a little naive and I got into this 15 years ago because I thought I'd be out of it by now. Oh no! I thought that we. Would, I thought we'd educate the world. We would educate the manufacturers and the builders, and we would improve the state of uh, the industry for all. And I would have moved on to something else that I could help improve. No, it's a serious problem, and uh, unfortunately, even getting worse in many cases. Yeah, because uh, I think part of it is actually uh, been really made worse. Because of the um, tightening of the homes. The, the, it's absolutely, you, you could be, I mean, it's as simple as that for the audience. It's as simple as this is a man-made problem. Mold itself is not our enemy. I don't go around talking poorly about mold. Uh, <laughs> I love it on cheese. Yeah, absolutely. And, the beer <laughs> and, and it should medicine. stay there. <laughs> and exactly. Right. And penicillin. Exactly. <laughs> Yeah, you know, you hit it right on the nail. We went to energy efficiency 30, 40 years ago in most of our buildings, and, and we've been retrofitting buildings and making them more airtight. And all that does is reduce your energy bills, hopefully, uh, make your uh, space comfortable, but it also traps everything. Uh, beyond mold, by the way, but mold is the most dangerous of the particulates that we're trapping. So uh, it stays, gets in a home, a restaurant, a hospital, and it stays there until there's a very thorough cleaning or until you have a water event and it starts to digest the organic materials in that building, which includes people, pets, plants, and most of the building materials. Yeah, so, because uh, if they would actually, yeah, if they would actually calculate uh, <clears throat> air exchanger, not real activated air exchanger like they have up in the cold country that actually has to exchange the, uh, the right amount of air on an air conditioning system, then you're actually getting someplace. Yeah, but ventilation is key, and I'm happy to educate, and I appreciate your show because we need to tell the truth about this issue. If we were living in caves and tents, we wouldn't be having mold issues for human beings. Uh, literally, ventilation and keeping spaces dry are the, the only two things you really have to pay attention to. The problem is, is that water, as you know so well, <laughs> creates all kinds of damages man-made again if a water heater breaks or a pipe goes bad or someone puts a nail in the wall and happens to hit a little copper pipe. So it's, it's not 100%. Uh, you know, our fault because we're not paying attention. It's just things happen. But we also have weather and roofs and windows and doors that fail. So we're going to have water issues. And if you have water issues, you're going to have mold growth. And uh, for the vast majority of cases, they're relatively simple to handle. You still need to be very protective. People should not do it themselves unless it's mm. a spot on a shower wall. They should call and find a pro they can trust. And uh, unfortunately, for a lot of people who don't do it right or simply believe it will go away, that's exactly when it gets worse. And they do the myth about just using a bunch of bleach on it. Oh, yeah. I've, been, I've spent 15 years fighting bleach. Very proud of <laughs> our, 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 our efforts. I mean, there's a lot of PhDs, professors, and, and good, solid citizens or entrepreneurs in this industry who have been fighting that. The CDC, the EPA, and, and so many other sources have been promoting, had been promoting bleach, but it's coming off all the websites. Bleach does not kill mold. Bleach that you and I might have been able to get our hands on 40 years ago in a stainless steel canister, that would have killed mold. But the bleach we take out of a plastic bottle and mix 10 to 1 with water uh, does not kill mold. It does discolor it, so people feel better. You know, you take that rag and, and, you, and you take a little bit of bleach solution, you wipe that, um, that spot in the shower. You could wipe it with disinfectant, detergent, uh, hydrogen peroxide. 
uh, lots of things that you could wipe off that surface mold with. Um, But in the case of bleach, it actually just discolors it. So now you have added water to the equation and you've made your situation worse. Weren't there certain types of bleaches that actually fed it (laughs) and made it even worse? Absolutely. Uh, It depends on the, you know, all the bleach that comes out of these plastic bottles that we all buy um, just isn't strong enough to kill the organisms. And there's there's, and this changes every day, so I won't be accurate, but I'll just simply say there are more than 200,000 types of mold. There are thousands being discovered every year. The, the true professionals, the mycologists, the people with PhDs in mold, believe there are millions of species of mold, and we have identified 200,000, and I'm in the business for 15 years, and I could name 10 or 12 for you. There's no reason to even try to, to learn all the names. Because uh, our, our, I'm not. We don't necessarily want to be expert in mold. We want to be expert in helping people deal yeah. with mold. I, I, so, yeah, be an expert so in getting people's homes healthy again absolutely. for them. Would you say that pe- people are the oldest mold? Yeah. <laughs> Oldie moldies. <laughs> no. Uh, no, you don't. That's I, another. I, you're back to music again. Yeah. Goldie moldies. moldies. Goldie moldies. That's, that's right. That's a different. Different that's thing altogether. Yeah, <laughs> yes. you know, it'd probably be wise just to, just to let everybody know that mold is its own life form. There are many life forms. We all think of plants and animals. There's two. There are other life forms uh, that are divided by the scientists. There's actually five kingdoms of life. And fungi, mold, is one of those. There's right. mushrooms and yeast and all kinds of things that many people may not consider a mold. But mm-hmm. mold is its own life form. It, it has its own distinct characteristics and does not reproduce or grow in the same way that plants or animals do. Mm-hmm. Yeah, its sporulation cycle is something that's almost, what, a two-week sit-down just on the light, lightweight section of understanding the, the spore life of uh, most of these fungi. That's just yeah, the, the, the two-week seminar is just the, just the top of it. It's not really getting oh, into yeah. it. Yeah, that would be mold 101 pre-course. Mm-hmm. That's right. Um, because... It's really it's, it's, there's a lot of common sense, and once you learn it, uh, you, you you certainly don't fear it anymore. And once you understand it's natural, and been here all the time, if you grew up in in an urban or rural area, you were around mold. If you grew up at the equator or in Antarctica, you were around mold. Mold yeah. is only harming people because we build and trap it. That's mm-hmm. the only reason. If you're out hunting, most of these molds would never affect you. If you eat the wrong mushroom, it'll affect you. But you made that decision. <laughs> yeah, you more or less, right. you, yeah. you more or yeah. less attacked it, but but you know it, it, it. We have to have it without mold. There'd be uh, there no cheese, be no mankind. Yeah, no, no cheese. There'd be it'd no be, mankind. It'd cheese. be who stole my cheese? <laughs> <laughs> exactly. That's right. So, so yeah, it's an intriguing area, and you're right. But you can get educated enough to really protect yourself in, in a, an hour, you know, consultation with a pro. Um, you just have to make sure who you're talking to is truly a pro. That's all. It's a, yeah, that's true. You get, you just got you've got to go to the you've got to go to the professional for the right information because there's you know one of the things after we go to break I want to just touch base on a couple of um, mold myths which we love uh, busting busting mold myths here on the show because a lot of people I think they've been passed down from years from from your mother your grandmother and you know they've got they've got their own set ideas and you know that. It's amazing how things you learn as a kid stick with you your whole life. Bad info lasts forever. You know, as <laughs> as they like to say now, it's fake news. Or alternative yeah. facts. Yes, yeah, true. <laughs> That's amazing. 
Yeah, I, we, I live in that world for a long time. Yeah, for 13 years. <laughs> I'd like website. to know, I'd really like to know what would kill a basic household mold, too. I, I guess you'd have an idea, right, Michael? Get oh, rid sure, of it. Of, there are <laughs> okay. lots of things that will kill it. There are plenty of things that will kill it, but uh, we'll talk about that when uh, we have a minute. Yeah, yeah. All yeah, right. yeah, yeah. All right, we're going to go to break. When we come back, we're going to talk about, uh, we're going to find out... <laughs> find out Blade's mold, mold killer. And I, I might need it. And some answers to the mold myths that we uh, learned from our parents. So don't go away. You're listening to Image Home Improvement Live. Thinking about remodeling your kitchen or bathroom? Confused about which company to choose to supply and fabricate your new countertop? Let me make that choice simple for you. Papagno's Marble and Granite, a family-owned business and experts in their field, installing many types of products such as granite, marble, onyx, travertine, silestone, and much, much more. Their personalized service will help make sure that you have the right material choice for your next remodel. Their high-tech fabrication equipment on site will expedite the delivery and installation of your countertop. Give Papagno's a call today, 480-948-4282, or check them out on the web at papagnos.com. If you've been putting off those plumbing repairs at home, let me remind everyone, small problems not repaired usually become larger, more expensive problems later on. With Lawson Family Plumbing, there's no job too small or too large, and the work is done right the first time, every time. They can handle problems such as broken garbage disposals, leaky faucets, water heater repair and replacements, water softener installations, slab leak repairs, and much more. Lawson Family Plumbing should be your choice for all your plumbing needs. Give them a call today, 480-302-9928, or find them on the web, LawsonFamilyPlumbing.com. Remember, Organization is a big deal in most areas of the home, but nowhere is it more important than the laundry room. I'm Danny Lifford with tips for today's homeowner. Stay tuned, and we'll talk about how to get the most from yours right after this. Fall means cooler temperatures, beautiful colors, and long hours of raking leaves. Until now, introducing the new dual-tine leaf rake from Ames. With a double row of tines and clog-free design, it rakes up to 45% faster than standard rakes, making leaf raking easier than ever. It even comes with a detachable hand rake for cleaning under shrubs and in tight spaces. The Ames dual-tine leaf rake. Leaves hate it, you'll love it. Available now at the Home Depot and other fine retailers. The laundry room is one of the busiest areas in the home, and yet they're usually not that large. So here are a few tips to maximize their efficiency. Create a series of hamper-sized shelves or cubbies to make sorting clothes by color easier and more efficient. You can arrange them vertically or horizontally depending on your layout. You can never have too much shelving, so consider adding some up near the ceiling. A shelf that is flush with the tops of door casings can run all the way around the room and provide lots of extra storage, plus a handy place to mount a closet rod for hanging clothes. Tall, shallow shelving above or adjacent to the washing machine is also a good idea for detergent, bleach, and other laundry products. I'm Danny Lipford with tips for today's homeowner. Organization is a... This is Amber Sullins, Chief Meteorologist for ABC 15 News. Nightly, I update you with the most up-to-date and accurate forecasting of our valley's weather. The most accurate and cutting-edge information for your home can be found here every Saturday morning with Steve Dubell and Image Home Improvement live on the Double Wide Network. All right, we are back, and you're listening to Image Home Improvement live Saturday morning, and we are here today with Michael Himmelfarb from Global Prevention Services. 
and we are talking about mold and how to eradicate it from your home. And before the break, Blade had asked Michael a question about how do you kill mold? And like I, any living, and don't I'm, don't say with words. Yeah, <laughs> with words yeah. ain't good. Words will not do it. Or bleach, or bleach, or bleach. I agree completely. With uh, with that said, any microbial can be killed through a number of methods. Uh, obviously, disinfectants uh, are killing agents. Uh, there are people who use heat and basically pasteurize a home. There's a lot of side effects that are not necessarily positive with that process, and you leave a lot of dead organisms uh, in the property, so you still need to do a proper remediation. Uh, there are people who have used gases and radiation. In most cases, those are now illegal in almost all states. Uh, they used to go in and gas a hospital when they couldn't get rid of various Ooh. bacteria, viruses, and molds. That'd be they dangerous. The hospital. Really? Yeah. Very dangerous. Wow. Chlorine, chlorine, chlorine gas, very, very Oh, jeez, just what you need. Sure. Oh, yeah, get pockets and, and, of it to build up and somebody light a match. Oh, boy. Well, you know, there's a whole lot of smart people that never got that. I mean, they were in the business, <laughs> and they were, they were selling it, and they never had that, that first thought you had, which is exactly the point. What happens is the chlorine gas comes out of the walls, the plenum, and other various hidden spaces, and it really affects the people, and it seriously affects and oxidizes most of the metal parts. So they would lose operating rooms three months later. Uh, because of that. So it, it was ultimately uh, put put out of play in most cases. So, but uh, I guess the real point I want to make is you can kill it. Um, then you got dead mold. Dead mold decays. It breaks down in even even tinier particles. Hard to envision in a in our minds. So this is as grand as the uh, universe is in astronomy. It's, it would go the opposite direction with this microscopic stuff. Mold moves right through wallpaper, through paint. There's enough space between the cells of the paint or the wallpaper uh, the weave, so to speak, that mold will move right through that. So we're talking about items that are, are 50 to 100 times less than the diameter of a human hair. You cannot see a mold spore. Uh, as a human being, it's beyond our, our capability. So we're dealing with things that are very tiny. So when you kill them and they break up even smaller, you get something called a mycotoxin. It doesn't sound very good, does it? It's an even tinier toxic um, particle. And if you breathe, uh, inhale, ingest, or, or leave that, uh, it becomes food for all the other terrible microscopic items we do not want to harbor in our homes. So uh, all that said, I'm really proud to tell you we're one of the very few people in the country that does not kill mold. We don't use any kind of chemistry, chemical product that will kill mold. Our whole approach is completely innovative. I don't know why more people haven't copied it. We're coming up on our 10,000th project without a failure, zero complaints, zero warranty claims, in our 13 years in business, and and our approach is to agitate and capture the mold spores, which, by the way, we also get the viruses, the bacteria, the dust, pollen, yeast, everything else that's on our surfaces. Hmm. So our, our approach is completely innovative. We're very proud of it. We call it Pure Space. It's a Pure Space process and the Pure Space product line that we've created. And again, no killing agent at all. So I really appreciate the question about killing because... Almost all of my competitor friends, uh, their approach is what's been been doing for 50 years, which is to demolish the place and try to kill everything. Uh, The problem is is that it's very expensive to demolish spaces and then rebuild them. Um, It's very disruptive. 
And so often those kinds of projects fail because there hasn't been any kind of long-lasting preventative put in place, hence our name, Global Prevention Services. Yeah, you can't go back to the uh, instructions that are out of the Old Testament, an unclean home, which was mold, take all of those things out to the exterior of the town before sundown and then burn it all before it gets a chance to grow some more. That was the biblical way to do it, is to remove and burn. (laughs) Yeah, this has been around for at least 2,000 years, right? I mean, it's unbelievable. And you're exactly right. They used to tell you that the Bible goes on to say, you know, if you if you want, if you have a choice, you can take your rocks to a river, wash them, put them back in place, meaning all the homes at that time were made of rock. And if the mold were to return, which is what we're still dealing with today, then mm-hmm. you take those rocks to the dirty place or burn them, just exactly what you said. A dirty place is a dump. It's what we do today. We take gypsum wallboard and, and other materials that we build our homes with. We rip it all out. We bag it. We take it to a dump, a dirty place. Mm-hmm. So it's time to evolve. Guys. And then we turn the dump into a golf course. <laughs> exactly. Oh. Or, or res- then we're walking on bold. <laughs> or a residential community, yeah. <laughs> so, Michael, so you capture and what? We capture, collect, and, and dispose of the organisms. So when we're done, you can test, and we're tested all the time by third parties, you can test any of the spaces we've treated, and there will be no viable mold. Hmm. We've, we've created a pristine surface. I mean, you live in, and breathe these building materials as much as I do, and you know what you have to go through to get clean drywall at times. I mean, if people are going to Home Depot, Lowe's, other fantastic locations, and picking up their drywall, that drywall had mold on it when it left the factory. That's right. And, and, it, and it gets worse on the truck and, and, and uh, the first delivery depot, and then the distribution center, and finally in the retail store. And so, I, I heard one time the next thing to a petri dish to grow mold was on drywall. About the best place yeah. to grow mold <laughs> was, in, oh, was yeah. the actual drywall next to a petri dish. What's all your of the test, all what? the tests in this industry and the tests that I did for my product were in case we're in my case were done at the National Science Foundation and they used drywall and and uh, kiln dried you know fir timber. What's and your system called like again? Pure what's pure your space space pure space. Yep, we create pure spaces. So that's where the name came from. Okay. And we're not we're not talking about sterility here. I want to be really clear. We're not gassing. We're not using heat. We're not using our radioactive waves. You know, there's <laughs> there's no, You know, we're just doing what makes the most common sense, which is we're removing all the mold that we could get to uh, completely, which is so much better than killing it all and then trying to to somehow deal with all the dead mold that's in those hidden spaces. If you can't physically get to it under a sill plate, you're in real trouble with dead mold down there. Who co- have a flood or water. Who covers that in Arizona? Pure space, right. you guys? It's just us. Yeah, it's our, it's our, that's proprietary. It's, it's just them. Yeah. Wow, okay. Yeah. <laughs> now, what, what, are, what, what I'm sorry. What, what about those guys that think you can use ground-up dry ice and spray it on it? Well, yeah, you can, you can <laughs> freeze pulverize it, to death. it, I guess. <laughs> yeah, you can pulverize it. And freeze. Yeah, well, freezing... You know, I'm Another not extreme is freezing the mold are, to death. <laughs> yeah, there are there are reasons to use heat, but uh, but it's not really a good ultimate solution. And I I've spoken with the management of uh, one of the largest companies. They wouldn't speak after me at a convention once because <laughs> because ours is a 100% solution. Um, theirs is a 95%. It's really if you had a library full of wet books, I would I would send you to these people. But you then need someone to come in and make sure all the dead mold is gone. 
So mm-hmm. the opposite side of that is freezing, and freezing is a fantastic technology, especially for personal property that can be frozen. Let's just take a book again. If you can freeze that book, you will stop all the mold growth. So you might be able to salvage a, a first edition or a historic piece or just something that's important to you. It could be the family Bible. You can mm-hmm. now stop the mold growth and then deal with it, right? You can then right. go in and try to clean every page. So freezing is a good idea, but you can't freeze a house. It would cost a fortune. Uh, there are too many things that would be harmed. There's too many things uh, that can go many, wrong. <laughs> too, many, too many, yeah. So, it, so, but I want you to know there's a lot of people that are out there doing many of these things, and there's some that are just doing smoke and mirrors. So yeah. I, I want your audience to be educated in the sense that, that there are solutions. Our solution is to do a thorough cleaning and capture tested by third parties to validate that there's no mold left on that surface, on that carpet, on that leather chair, so that those people, whether it's, again, a hospital, a residence, or a school, can come back in and be absolutely safe. They may have another mold outbreak uh, in another part of the school that we didn't treat, but at least where they had an issue, that will have been resolved for decades. We weren't for five years, only because I didn't want to be responsible past five years. Yeah, We've really. yet to have... We've yet to have a warranty claim. The, the, the shield we put on, the cleaning process is followed by a shielding process, which all it does is separate the food source, which is the organics, mm-hmm. from the mold spore. So mold spore is still landing on the wall. It's still landing on the carpet. Routine maintenance will take care of it. You could water the wall, and you will not get mold growth with pure space on it. Oh, you but mean? If you, water, <laughs> if you water the wall on the other side of the building where we did treat, you're going to get mold growth. Yeah, in other words, that sprinkler head they still didn't bother to fix. It blows water up inside the outside of the wall. You've been around a little while, haven't you? <laughs> a day or two. Yeah, just a day or two. Michael, yeah. tell us a little bit about what would you recommend to our listeners to uh, help prevent any mold spore buildup or just the beginning of it, a period, so that they won't have to go through any you know health issues or call upon your company to actually come out because obviously education and prevention is 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 key but um you're dealing with it after the fact but what could we do in the way of prevention yeah well first let me just underscore that i i appreciate you guys i've listened to your show many many times there are other people doing these kinds of shows that uh that aren't always uh, as up as as upfront as, as you two are uh giving people good advice which means they may not even have to call you or i love giving people good advice where they don't have to call us. I, I, I came out of retirement to do this. My, my, my desire is to truly help people. And uh, we're, as I mentioned, we're at 10,000 projects, so there's lots of people we've been able to help. I, I, I'm sorry to say there have been probably millions of projects in the last 15 years. So we love the whole idea of prevention. I teach it when I go out and speak to real estate property managers, to groups, to hospitals, trying to teach them how to change their habits so that they don't have to call us to deal with their mold issue. So the first thing you have to do is make sure that you get some ventilation. So if your house is energy efficient, your building is energy efficient, that's great, but you're going to have to find a way to move that conditioned air out and bring fresh air in. And that's an area that we don't, we advise, but we're not HVAC indoor air quality consultants. We're a remediator, we're a contractor. But we can certainly help, and, and I know you can help people with that. Yeah, see, the second because, thing is to, yeah, that's, to where, that's where I can step, that's where I step in and calculate the volume of the air of the house and see how exactly. big an air exchanger really needs to be for the house. And our good friend Larry can install the system. That, Absolutely. You know, and, <laughs> you know, just having you know, good air in the house is so important. It's incredibly important, and and you know it's 
it's part of everything now. If you go to any of the the government sites, they're speaking about indoor air quality. We used to call most of this sick building syndrome in the 80s. And when it first started, and, and that's what we're all trying to, to, to fix now. And with the whole green movement, using more organic material, more organic insulations, we're going to have more opportunity for molds to find food sources in our buildings. So it's very, the question's a great one. The first thing I would do is to make sure I had the right air exchanges and I was ventilating my home properly. And I was getting the good stuff and bad stuff to interchange um, and not trap it. The second thing is to absolutely watch for moisture. It's not something that, that uh, you have to work hard at, but you have to pay attention. If you have that little leak in the ceiling, you, you have some moisture uh, <laughs> under a windowsill, you need to call a contractor and get them in and, and get that fixed. If they find mold, they need to call someone who's professional in the mold industry so that that can be cleaned up before everything's buttoned up and put back together. But it, it's all about air exchanges and moisture reacting to those floods. I mean, I was born in Arizona, and I'm in my 60s, guys. So I know the mindset here. I've had friends who've had floods, and they've, they've swept out the water, and they put a couple fans in. They thought they were fine. They lifted up the rug yeah. in a few places. Yeah, I know. Yeah, yeah sure. <clears throat> it's dry here. And, you know, And yeah, most of the time in Arizona, water will dry pretty fast, but not inside a wall, not Mm-mm. in concrete, not concrete below tile. It's going to be uh, you know, an environment for mold growth for many, many weeks or months. That's right. um, so you have to react. If you have a slab leak, you have to react. You, you can't just live with it for a while. That slab leak is a terrible situation. Yes, it's going to cost thousands. You might lose your home if you don't react properly. That's right. You've got to, re- you've got to react properly. That's for sure. Michael, how can our listeners contact your company? Well, we're very, very proud of, uh, of, of, of uh, our website. It's www.nomold.com. And I tried to buy mold.com way back in the early 2000s. It was owned by a very famous gentleman who's uh, the leader of Microsoft, and it wasn't for sale. He ultimately sold it to, uh, I think, a mold injection company or maybe sold it to Tylex. But uh, <laughs> I, was able, I was able to get no mold, which is really more appropriate for what we do. So uh, there's no such thing as no mold except uh, our company, which helps people get rid of the mold that they're dealing with. And then we locally, we are at 480951 three six zero zero and we're we're here in the valley with our home office and we have offices in a couple other parts of the country up in oregon and atlanta georgia uh, for anybody who might be on those coasts that might need help we've actually done work in 29 states which i again i think is an endorsement of our process because we've had some of the big boys some of the big players in the industry some of the largest uh, general contractors national general contractors bring us in uh, which doesn't happen with too many mold remediators there's plenty of us all over the country. So if you're in Chicago, there's lots of people to choose from, but they wanted pure space. They wanted the least disruption, fastest possible solution. We also happen to be inexpensive because we, we have such such less labor in our jobs. Uh, right. Obviously, if I'm tearing your kitchen apart for two weeks for mold, if I'm remodeling it, you wouldn't mind. But if I'm tearing it apart for mold for two weeks, it's pretty disruptive. It's pretty negative. Um, and we're in and out in days on almost every yeah. resident. Well, that's great. Michael, thank you so much. We're out of time, but uh, we appreciate you coming on today. And uh, we'll, you know we'll definitely have you back here in the future. So appreciate you taking time out of your Saturday. Hey, thanks so much, guys. I always appreciate the invitation. It's a great show. I do want to invite you both out to the Leader Dog Classic out at True North, April 10th. It's for Leader Dogs for the Blind. Steve, uh, you were so cool. kind to come out and help us and support us last year. So 
my invitation is uh, is made today. Well, we'll definitely hey, we'll definitely. definitely get out involved in that. We enjoyed that last year, and uh, yeah, I, I guess I, I bet now that uh, spring is coming, I better go start tuning up. It's going to be here before you know it. Yeah, I got to get flexible. Thank you, Dan. You right. betcha. Take care. All right, Michael Himmelfarb from Global Prevention Services. All right, when we come back, we're going to talk a little more about some of those these other toxic things for your home to make sure that your home is free and clear. And, and the objective here is to have a healthy, healthy home. And, and if it's off-guessing, it's Uncle Bob in the bathroom. That's right. That's right. <laughs> and, and you know what you need to do with Uncle Bob? Leave him out at Palo Verde. No, you leave. Yeah, that's exactly right. I love that. I love that. All right. All right, we'll be right back. Good morning. It's the weekend, and you know I have a long list of things that need to be done around the house. Good morning. Thinking of remodeling your kitchen or bathroom? Confused about which company to choose to do your tile work? Let me make the choice a simple one for you. AZ High Tech Tile and Stone. Whether it's a residential or commercial project, AZ High Tech Tile and Stone are the experts in kitchen countertop backsplashes, floor tile and shower walls, and anything while using materials such as granite, tile, travertine, porcelain, and much, much more. AZ High Tech Tile and Stone will come to your home and provide you with a free estimate. We are members of the NTCA, CTIOA, and Certified CTC. Ceramic Tile Consultant. AZ High Tech Tile and Stone is a value trade partner for all image home improvement kitchen and bathroom makeovers. Give them a call today for your free estimate, 602-799-9619. Or find them on the web at azhightechtileandstonellc.com. When you buy a car, you want to see that car's history, whether it's new or used. Why should buying a home be any different? DEC Inspections can provide you with the inspection you need to have peace of mind when purchasing your next home. Call today, 602-308-8722. That's 602-308-8722. Hi, this is Skip Bedell. And Allison Bedell from the Spike TV hit show, Catch a Contractor. We catch contractors that have left homeowners with unfinished remodeling projects. And if you don't want this to happen to you, listen to Image Home Improvement Live. Every Saturday morning on the Double Wide Network. S-O-S, please, someone help me. It's not healthy. All right, we are back, and you know, t- as they say, you know, time is just flying by. It's just amazing. We want to thank Michael uh, Himmelfarb from uh, Global Prevention Services for joining us this morning, and um, some of his insight. You know, his approach is really interesting because when you think about it, um, nobody, you know, just to have to be exclusive that nobody else in the world has done this in his particular procedure as well as. You know, 10,000 homes or treatments, we'll say, because it could have been commercial in there, too. That uh, That's pretty impressive. That's busy. I mean, that that's busy. And, you know, you see this stuff all the time where this, uh, you know, and, you know, you don't have to. Here's another perfect thing. You don't have to have leaks in your home to have mold. Okay. No, you don't. Okay. Here's a case in point. I went into this person's home the other day, and um, 
we were looking at some stuff, and I noticed that was this. This was this was at the last rainstorm, and there was some, you know so, yeah, a lot of times the rubber that's underneath your garage door that's supposedly supposed to compress when the door comes down doesn't seal quite maybe the way it should. Okay, so you have a little water that seeps in under the door depending on how bad the storm was. Okay, well they had uh, like different things that are susceptible. I mean, just you know some old drywall that was laying against the wall, maybe some plywood, some other stuff. So it was just assortment of building materials. And I just happened to walk past one, and I noticed that there was, like, the puddle was underneath the area. And I asked him, I said, how long does that, does that happen every time it rains? And he said, yeah. He said, "Um, how long has that material been there? And they said, you know, a year Maybe, or two. you know, or two, maybe, who knows? Okay. I said, let's just remove a couple of pieces. I want to see something. And <laughs> sure the, enough, uh, we removed, there was several pieces of drywall, several pieces of like thin plywood and mm. veneer and some other building materials, right? Guess what each thing had on it? Mold. Mold. Mm-hmm. The water had sat there, especially the drywall. They love that drywall. Michael's absolutely <laughs> right. They love drywall. And, it, and he actually... What he went and did was because he needed he needed to keep some of the materials. He actually went and took all the drywall and cut off like a foot or two off each end of the pieces that were there. So he threw the crap away and kept the good pieces that were uncontaminated. And then put something down, like some two by fours down on the ground, and put all the material on top of the two by four. So this way, if it rains again, the material won't get wet. How about fixing the door? Well, that was the other thing I told him to do. I said, you know, get a new rubber for the bottom side of the door. Ooh. Because there's something obviously not working right here. Yeah. It needs to be a little bit tighter so water That's doesn't a, get in. Yeah, the door seal at the bottom needs to be replaced. It, well, either that or maybe it needs just a tweak on the downforce or the limit switch so this way the rubber, so the rubber smashes a little flatter. So that this way it makes a better seal. Because it doesn't necessarily mean that the the weather stripping is worn out. It could be that the door needs this little bit of adjustment. You know, it all depends. As time goes on, things get out of adjustment. Don't you get it out of Dan? No, I'm Look out of adjustment. Dan. Dan's out of adjustment. You know, and how many years is it now? Sixty-three. <laughs> so I didn't know that. So you can adjust your garage door to close even tighter. Is what you're saying? Yeah, tighter, if it's not closing down lighter. far enough, you know, because there are limit switches to allow the door to travel. Where are these limit switches? They're up on up the on, opener. Up okay. On okay, and I wouldn't advise you to do it. Do do it yourself. Have, right, right. have Tom take care. I of have it. Tom over it. A better garage uh, a better, door look. Yeah, uh, a better look garage door. Come over and adjust your garage door to make Please sure let it's Tom working. Do it. Yes. Yeah. Because yeah. I'll tell you. If you try and do it yourself... You get it out of whack. Well, you see, one thing... I learned yeah. that way back when I used to do... At the beginning of when I started Image Home Improvement, where we were doing just handyman work, where you, I learned by trial and error is that the one thing that you, do, you don't do is you have to know what you're adjusting and when so that this way you don't screw up other adjustments because you could adjust one and one adjustment will screw up everything. So And plus there's... There's limit switches that allow the door to go up as far as it does and go down as far as it does. And especially with the newer technology stuff now, the best thing to do is let the professional deal with it because it pay them to do it. Otherwise, if you screw it up, you'll be 
you'll be. I mean, you're going to call you're going to call a professional like Tom anyway because after you screw it up, more than likely you can't get it back to where it was. And the problem is they'll come down too fast, yeah. possibly you know put a big dent in your vehicle. Yeah, 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 it, yeah. or yeah. even break the whole garage door yeah. for crying out yeah. loud. And don't ever thing. one thing, don't ever, ever, ever. And I've seen people do this. Take the take the laser beams that are mounted about six inches off and the put ground them on top, and yeah. put them on top and tape them together so this way you don't have to worry about breaking the beam. That is an accident waiting to happen because if God knows a pet or your your little baby girl or boy go under the door and the door is coming down, Squish. it will not it's stop. Not, it, it'll break your heart. And, yeah, and it will definitely ruin your day. So make sure it, don't screw with technology. They did it for a reason. We'll be Let right the back. Professional Stardust Building Supplies is your home improvement thrift store. Find salvaged and gently used cabinetry, doors, windows, appliances, lighting, plumbing, and much more. Save money, be green, and support the community. Shop and donate at Stardust Building Supplies' three valley locations. For more info, visit stardustbuilding.org. Most of us have our charity of choice that we give from the heart to support. Did you ever wonder, where does the money go? How much do I really know about the charity I support? Where can I go and learn more about these nonprofit organizations? Every Monday at 1 p.m., the Nonprofit Journal Live with DeSimula is your source for this information. Know the report before you support. Donate wisely, not just from the heart. Remember, Mondays at 1 p.m., the Nonprofit Journal Live with DeSimula on the Double Wide Network. Thinking about painting an older home? Don't start scraping it down just yet. I'm Danny Lipper with tips for today's homeowner. Stay tuned and we'll talk about testing your paint for lead right after this. Step one, make a list of your weekend projects. Drywall, wash the patio, scrape the loose paint on the deck. Step two, pour yourself a cup of coffee. Hey, Family Guys on TV, love that show. Step three, two hours later, back to your list. Step four, pick a project, break out the tools, get it done. Step five. Go ahead. One more episode. No guilt this time. Hide Tools. Everything you need to start somewhere at thehideway.com. If your home was built prior to 1978, chances are pretty good that lead paint was used. Because lead paint is a recognized health hazard, you want to approach any contact with caution, and that starts by finding out whether or not you actually do have lead paint. Home test kits make this a simple process, and you can find out the test results in less than 30 seconds. A typical home test kit comes with two ready-to-use disposable swabs that can detect lead down to 600 parts per million. If you test positive for lead, then you'll be prepared to tackle your painting or remodeling project using lead-safe practices that include protection, preparation and containment, and proper cleanup. Just remember, the biggest hazard of lead paint is not knowing it's there. So take the time and take the test. I'm Danny Lifford with tips for today's homeowner. Hi, I'm John Weisbach, co-host of FYI Network's hit TV show, Tiny House Nation. Now, people all over the country are downsizing, and tiny homes are all the big rage. But remember, even tiny homes need repairs, and left unattended, those tiny problems become big problems. Don't let that happen to you. Know what makes your home tick. Listen every week to Image Home Improvement Live, Saturday morning on the Double Wide Network.
All right, that's what people say, you know, when they have water damage, and then all of a sudden they realize, like, oh, my God, my house is is underwater. <laughs> they get water Someone damage. Someone come and rescue me. Yeah. Because you're not going to have a good a good weekend if see, that happens you to your water house. damage and try to do it yourself or have a Melvin come out, then you have brain damage going trying to figure out, now what do I do? That's just let the professional Call the professionals in the first place. Just because you're trying to save a dime, you're going to spend $20 for every dime you save. You know, you know the, the thing is, Steve, we call um, Himmelfarb, Michael Himmelfarb, you know, because I had that, I had a flooding in my house too. And, uh, and I guess they come out and take a look at it and they isolate and then capture the mold, mm-hmm. which is fascinating. You know, I've never yeah. heard that process before, but in the meantime, so they fix that I mean, a whole new carpet thing too, right? You get all your carpet. Mm-hmm. Oh my God. Oh, yeah. 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 yeah you you just might, count on that. Yeah. And that's another professional you had to call. And, 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 and then if you get rid of your old carpet, like we were talking about in the first hour, you have new carpet in there. Guess what you have? New carpet smell. That's right. And now Do you we like VOCs. that? Then you better check to see what it was the carpet was made with to make sure you're not off-gassing something else. It gets to be a kind of a toxic circle. Yeah, it's yeah, it's a, it's a vicious circle. It's a very toxic. It's a vicious circle. <laughs> but, you know. But, but, but that's when you were buying it. Just don't grab it because it's cheap. Yeah. Double check it because the better carpets will not have the uh, toxins and stuff that we all are trying to make sure we don't get in our home. <clears throat> name can you name a uh, without looking it up dan can you name a, a carpet toxin on brand new carpet uh basically it's the glue in the carpet and it was called formaldehyde mm-hmm. you're still fighting formaldehyde mm-hmm. and then the polyvinyls that they use for some of the types of weaves and some in some of the mat of the carpet itself there's some that use a uh, a plastic mat to start weaving the carpet which has polyvinyl in it so whether you've got a nice natural weave, in other words, like a, um, we used to call them sackcloth type weaves. They're actually cotton or real material. You know, weaved with a real carpet, those are very expensive, but they also have fewer toxins. Hey, in your pump house, Steve, is there a mold problem there for your swimming pool and all that kind of stuff? No, actually, you know, we've got we've got a spa, so we don't have a pool. So we okay, have a spa. so is there, is there mold issues that are... Kind of uh, pool related, associated, yeah, yeah. Okay, around my pool pump, the nice thing is, is there was a little cover around it. I took it off because that would, keeps the air coming in, right? Well, it helps the pump stay cooler, and you know, less resistance, cooler, everything stays happy. And it's also easier to backwash the uh, <clears throat> the filter when it's backwash time. Mm-hmm. You have a wooden cover over your 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 pump or anything for your sauna, Steve? No, it's for the spot. Actually, it has a cover on it. It has a cover on it, but it has to be cleaned regularly. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, because otherwise, otherwise, you, when you think about it, water, heat, <laughs> what is and and in close area, what does that what does that tell you? You got to make sure that it stays clean. Otherwise, That's right. you could be and then every time it's called mold soup. Yeah, and you te- <laughs> and you got to test the water. You got to test the water and know what you're up against, and then also um, know what to put in it. To mm-hmm. be able to make sure that the water tests properly before you even get in it. Yeah, just don't be throwing chemicals in because, yeah. oh, that's a nice blue. That looks good now. No, no. Not see, necessarily. No, you should learn what you have to do. Like, I know for a fact that a lot of the stuff that with the well water that is that we use when we fill it, okay, mm-hmm. that a lot of times bromide, the granules of bromide will not only, it just doesn't only affect one area. It will adjust a lot of the areas so that when you do the test strip, 
and mm-hmm. it falls in the certain range. The bromide usually takes care of everything. The pHs, yeah, yeah. So that this way you'll it'll it'll be safe. You don't have to worry about it. And if you uh, you know like for us, you know a lot of times I won't use it till the weekend unless of course you know um, I may decide to, during the summertime I may decide to use it during the week. But most of the time I'll use it on the weekend. Is that um, over the course if you let you know it it recycles it recycles twice a day for three hours a day mm-hmm. so that this way the water keeps turning. It's just not stagnant, mm-hmm. stagnant water there for mm-hmm. days at a time. Then you have to go back in um, on that recycle and uh, like on a Saturday or Sunday, go back in first thing in the morning when it starts uh, cycling at 9 o'clock, put the bromide in and let it let the unit just do it while it's recycling and, and then you don't have to burn all electricity. And here, when you hit summertime... You know, just fold the cover halfway back yeah. to let some of that, uh, you know, get out of there so you have a good, healthy amount of oxygen getting in and out of the, out of the, out of the unit. Yeah, that's what also uh, Himmel Farber said also. It's the whole exchange and the whole fresh air thing is so important. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you've got, to, you've got to make sure that, you, again, keep the air moving. The best smelling house is one you can't smell. Yeah, that's exactly It's the best right. smell in the world, isn't that's it? That's right. Yep. That's right. Now, Blade, you said before the beginning of the show that you had some issues you wanted to talk about. Uh, yeah. Where, where's our Dr. Phil Millman? Yeah. <laughs> we'll talk about your issues. Yeah. <laughs> There's two things you, you guys know about, and one of them is fairly simple. I've got a, a kind of a rusted, formerly painted white aluminum shed in the back. Right. And so okay. it's rusted on the roof, you know, and there's a little bit mm-hmm. of the white paint left on the side and the sides. So it's basically colored, it's color rust. Basically, yeah. yeah. Oh, okay. But it has potential because I've made a very nice yard and I've got a nice walkway to it. And I've got a, So how do you paint that kind of well, thing? I mean, or how, do you? Well, wait a minute. How, did, how, how rusted is it? Not very. Not very? Half it's just, of it's rusted, meaning the roof, the top of it, the sides are, okay. seem fine. The, how old the, is it? Original with the house. <laughs> probably, it's probably about five to ten years old. Yeah, let's go with that. Okay, so if, if there is not any rusted through spots. There's not any rusted through okay, spots. Okay, so what I would do is... is you, you'd want to be able to go back, obviously, and try and get as much rust off as you can. Oh. So mm-hmm. I would go back and probably what you're talking about is go back and maybe uh, wire wheel it, get a wire wheel at your local big box store, maybe a few of them, and then go back and put it in a drill and wire wheel it and to try and take as much rust off as you can. Like a sander kind of thing? Well, well, you, yeah, you could. The problem is you got to get down you got to get down below. The wire wheel act like steel wool. So it, when it, when it, as it's spinning, it'll di- it dig into there. And you can, it's almost like a polisher where you're rubbing it as it's spinning. So this way mm-hmm. it'll take as much of the rust off. Now, it may not get all of it off, but, but at least you get a, enough of it off to where once you clean it all off, once you take it off, because you get a lot of rust dust when you do that, then you can go back and clean it, and then go back and prime it with the appropriate primer yeah, for that metal. Way your primer will stick. And then prime it'll it stick. with okay, okay. And then go back and paint it after on top of it. But you can go back and paint it with, you know, a, a, a shaker. You know, one of those shaker cans. Now, well, if How he's doing a big area? shed, if he's talking about it, I'm not talking about just doing his spot. He wants to do the whole shed. Yeah. So this basically go back and spray the whole shed. So if you're going to do something like that um, yourself. Then you know you may want to, depending on how big the shed is, I I wouldn't use spray cans. You'd be there forever. Not to you mention you wouldn't a, get a you wouldn't get a level coat. You could rent an airless sprayer. Yeah, exactly. You could rent an airless spray, or you could hand you can hand brush it. That would probably be easy because then you'd be you wouldn't have to go back and spray. And if you're not, uh, 
picky used to about using the that. lines on it. Yeah, so then it probably you wouldn't do it. And plus, you get to wind up if you buy, if you use a sprayer, an airless sprayer, you're usually going to have to wind up running about two extra gallons through the sprayer just to, that you'll have left over that'll be in the lines and everything, even if you spray it. Because when I go back out and uh, when you clean out the sprayer mm-hmm. and you make it work, because you've got to have at least. There's a little. Here's a little trick. If you're spraying a house and you're getting really close to the end of your paint and you think you're going to make it, but not quite. Okay. Here's an easy way to do. It. You've got so many gallons in the line, whether it's a 50, 50 uh, foot line or a hundred foot line, from the sprayer to the gun. Mm-hmm. In there is paint, but That's you right. don't have enough paint to keep in the bucket to have it keep siphoning and pulling, pulling paint. So if you've got enough space and you know you've got enough paint, this comes with experience, mm-hmm. you go back and you, you, put the, you put the probe that's sucking the paint up, put it in a bucket of water so that it'll suck water up behind the paint and push the paint through so it allows you to finish painting the wow. area. And then, but uh-huh. you've got to make sure that you keep an eye on it. You don't use too much. And just use the paint because all of a sudden, once the water gets on, you don't want the water to come through the line. And now water comes out because you got only got to use it in in like a last ditch effort if you don't have that much more to do because you don't want to. You know, you're in the middle of spraying, and all of a sudden you realize, oh my god, I don't know if I'm going to have enough paint. But if it's because if it starts sucking air at the probe that's in the in the paint, now you've got a problem because then it won't it won't spray. So you've got all this paint locked in the line. Wow. So you go back and put water in. And you only use what's just in the in the spray line, and then you got it done, and then you're good, then you're golden. And then when you go to spray and and spray out the lines, you're spraying water through Get the, the line. Last gallon or you two won't have it. a lot of paint. You won't have a lot of paint coming through the line because it'll be half the line to be full with water. What color of uh, paint would you use? A nice green grass, and you know we've got those privacy cinder block fence type things. So what color? You know the desert thing. You I got, know, I got one white. for I got one for you. This same house color that I built that I painted the compound with. It's called it's Dun Edwards color. It's called baked potato. Baked potato. Yeah, baked potato, and it looks fabulous. Okay. Yeah, good. I would I would do that, and that's a very good earth tone type color. Good, very good. Yeah. The other thing is I've got a buddy who's got a little swimming pool in his backyard, and and I and I, we were there the other day and. It, Peeling the blue parts, all peeling eight or nine different places on the bottom of the pool. Oh, the plaster's letting go. Yeah, and it's just peeling. Though. It looks oh, really bad. And ask him if he has a water pro- You know, a water bill problem keeps going up. That means that blister's actually sucking water in through, yeah. and then he's losing water in his pool. And then he needs to do the bucket test. In other words, put water in the bucket up to about the same height as the water and be able to place the bucket at the same level as with the body of water in the pool is and then watch you know how fast the water goes down in the bucket versus the water going down in the pool and if the pool is faster than the bucket for well you know from evaporation it means you've got a leak in the pool can't you make it easier by looking at the ladder in the pool and seeing well it was up no. to the fifth rung and now it's at the fourth rung isn't that a good enough test <laughs> not, not with our with our heat out here you can have some days that uh, we'll have more loss of water on a pool than others so that's why you have a bucket you know set up like on one of the steps to the pool with the same height water as as the pool is and at the and halfway through the day at the end of the day see whether the bucket is at the same height as the pool and turn off the pool water feed and just see if it's 
goes down faster than okay. the bucket. Well, assuming that's the case, which it probably is, like you're saying, we had a pool show a while back last year, I think, and um, you've got to redo that thing ultimately, don't you? Oh yeah, oh, yeah. It's, oh yeah, it's absolutely. a plaster rehab. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. So, so also and, and, hurt feet. Her people's feet. Yeah. They drain it and do all that kind of stuff. So who do we call? I, there, we have a show friend that does that kind of thing. Who's that? Yeah, we had we had one of our, <clears throat> one of our sponsors, CDC Pools. Yeah, yeah. Over in the East Valley actually does all pool rehab work, and uh, they do a great job. Is that something a guy could do on his own who's dangerous with tools on a Saturday? No. No, no way. No. Don't no, even, don't no, even no. attempt to try it. <laughs> no, 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 no. Go, okay. you know, step away from the pool. Yeah. yeah. That's all you got to do. Just... Step away from the pool. Just pick up the phone. Don't and call, even adjust the pool level. You'll be messing something up. Yeah. So <laughs> that's what I'm saying. You just, you, you don't know. When you don't know something, just call a professional. That's what, yeah, that's that's right. what it's all about. Last thing. When I, I replaced my air filter, it's been a while, like a fool. <laughs> but I, I, it took me th- three months, four See, months. See, he divulges this when Larry's not here. <laughs> Yeah, quality well, systems. But I, I took the Dern thing out and I replaced it, and okay. it, it was this thick and crud on both sides. Both sides. Both yeah, sides. I mean, it was What'd so they do? bad. Flip it over. Well, you know, on the grate, on the grate that comes down, right? You know, right. and then you insert the air filter right. on the top. The grate was comp- this the thick grill. and dusty. The, the grill. grill was the grill was dirty. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And so the you air have to filter vacuum was. the grill. And, all and what was right, the, and what was right. the last time it was changed? I, it had to have been four months in the Paleolithic area. Yes. Really? Yes, and that being said, in the it last seemed, century, yeah, well, no, I mean it was a good five or six months. I was good yeah. at it, and then I stopped doing it. But uh-huh. it, at that point, it seems to me that I wasn't really getting any air conditioning circulating in my back two rooms. And is the air filter that powerful that it could stop something like that? Yes, yes, because the, you're, the, not, the, the you're restricting return. the return air going back through the system. Okay, I know this is rude, but you know, take an inhale through your nostrils, and then see how much you can pull in, and then hold one nostril shut. And see how you're operating at half your need. And that's what happens when you, you leave dirty filters in, is the system operates at half or less that's a good one, of, of returning you know, the lungs of your house. That's a good one. It's a good exactly. one, Dan. That's yeah. exactly right. So that's an important thing. It's like changing your filter in your automobile. I mean, you got to do that, yeah, too. You gotta, same oh, thing. Geez, yeah, you got to. Oh, jeez, yeah. You've got to do that. You've got to do that. Okay. Right. One of the things that we want to let all listeners know about, too, obviously, they're living in the Phoenix area this weekend. Obviously, we're... We're getting hit with, um, uh, which they're saying, this is the... the uh, a cold front? No, well, a little bit of cold front, but they're talking about this evening and tomorrow, it's going to be like a monsoon-type rainstorm that's coming our way, and here it's February. You know, who would have thought, but, you know, our strange weather patterns the are... The monsoon coming. Yeah, <laughs> you know, it might be, I have to, might call Amber and see where the heck this storm is coming from. Wow. But anyway... Um, Everybody, if you have some issues with your roof, make sure that you uh, are aware that the storm is coming. And don't forget, if you and if you haven't called our good friends over at Keiko Roofing for a, a free, you know, it's free it's roof free. check. Uh, you know, nice. make sure that you do that and put it on your list of things to do. Because guess what? You know, when you least expect it, rain will come in, and then before you know it. Uh, you'll have water leaks. So you not only need Keiko, but then you'll need Image Home Improvement to come in and take care of fixing all your interior work because of the water damage that happened. You know that one commercial <laughs> where they're talking about they're sitting down in front of the TV and all of a sudden... Oh, that plaster hear, falls yeah, in front of All of a sudden, this big lump of plaster falls down in front of you right on your coffee table. Well, I think they... They must have had their head buried in the sand because that just didn't happen. That was too late. Yeah, that was just too late. Kind of uh, moved. Uh, all, right. Yeah. all right. We want to thank all our guests for c- coming uh, for Tate, Michael Himmelfarb, and 
all our guys here and all your questions on... Uh, There's one thing Michael proved. Yes. There are more things out there than bugs. Because I thought there were billions of bugs in this planet. Yeah. Looks like there's more mold. Yeah, yeah there, there are. Yeah, <laughs> and you know, it's just amazing. So again, learning more about your home is going to be make you more educated and better able to deal with the things that you um, come across with owning your home. And you know, it's the most valuable thing that you probably ever purchased in your entire life for most of us. So make sure that you take care of it. And how you do that, you listen to Image Home Improvement Live every Saturday morning. I on bow Star down. World Networks. <laughs> I bow down. On IHIU. And remember, if you ever thought about not listening to this program, resistance is futile. We'll see you next week. Have a great weekend. You're a great American. I love you.